Well, welcome back everyone to another exciting episode of the Dirty Twenties Podcast. My name is Marcus Stusick, and with me this week we have three ritzy and red-hot role players. Ain't none of them a rube. Please introduce yourselves, adventurers. My name is Craig, and I'll be playing Salem. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh god, come on, guys. I never get this. I never go last, Richard. I always I go never first. never go last. No, I always. never go last. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Even in my my generosity, I create chaos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I'm Richard, I'm playing cricket. I'm Tuffy, and I'm playing Lonlin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you all very much. And um, last but not least, I'm Craig and I'm playing Salem. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you may have noticed, we are very conspicuously missing one voice. Uh, Elliot is not able to join us this week. So we're going to move ahead with the story with just the three adventures today. And we are just going to assume that Lisette is going off and doing something very cool and amazing. Uh, and we'll figure out exactly what that was next time Elliot's back. So, last we left off, our intrepid heroes had confronted and very much owned the Grubtongues, intimidating Milo Grubtug into giving away pretty much all of his liquid assets to the city in a donation and eliciting from him a promise to no longer, I believe the term was, fuck with you. And as the effects of that, the ripples of that incredible confrontation are still settling over New Republica, we are just a couple days later. MacGuffins Incorporated has asked you all to join them. Actually, not at the head office. They've given you directions to a new location. The Research and Development Department of MacGuffins Incorporated Conspicuously absent from this is Lisette. You assume maybe MacGuffins has given her something secret or private to work on. But in the meantime, the three of you and Pierre make your way to the neighborhood of South Pilth, an area to the south of New Republica outside of the old walls and fairly far removed. You also see as you approach this neighborhood, or rather this building, this research and development department, you see quite a swath of cleared buildings around it, uh, with many, many craters in the ground, and you get the sense that uh, there's kind of like a moat, a, a no-go zone for everyone's safety around this building. Uh, as you guys are approaching, you know that you've been asked there to help under, uh, give a little bit more information about the Ring of Winter, which, if you'll remember, was the main reason you were actually sent out to Bleakspire uh, back in the in the far, far distant past. But you've been asked to kind of help debrief that. Uh, as you approach, is there anything you guys would like to talk about before you make your way inside the research and development wing? Uh, actually, yes. There yeah. is. Um, as we begin walking, uh, I guess, towards... Uh, this R&D place, I'm going to kind of stop everyone and kind of say, hey, um, 
I recently had a, a conversation with my dad a while back. Uh, I, I think I'm going to start calling myself Andrew again now. I I think I need to stop it living in a fantasy, so to speak. Um, so, uh, name's Andrew. Let's go. Yeah. Should, uh, Master Andrew, uh, it is a pleasure to meet you. I, or, I, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know what, I, I feel awkward having said that. I yeah, apologize. no, it's fine. It's just, it, it was my old name, and I, I went by an alias for a long time, kind of like a superhero. Ah. But I, I feel like if I want to get my, my dad really on my side, I, I need to start taking the world a little bit more seriously. Whatever you want to be called, Andrew, we'll respect that. Thank you. You've got it. Of course. All right, let's get going. Let's see what uh, this uh, uh, ring can actually do. All right, lead on then, Andrew. Ah, that's gonna take it. Get some. Take it used to. <laughs> I'll uh, just just pat you on the back. Oh well, you know you've gotten used to weirder things. You were what Lizette for a little while, and you've uh, with a faded five and. Uh, It'll settle in, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, sorry, hang on. You were talking to your father. Yeah, no, I ended up sneaking into his, uh, building, actually. Uh, okay. well, I want to hear about that, but, uh, let's, you know, business first. Of course, of course, yeah. Right. Well, um, Master Andrew, congratulations on the new name, and also, um... I just wanted to say to all of you who are here, um, thank you for uh, bringing me along on everything that you've brought me along on. And I really enjoyed being a giant ape. That <laughs> was very good. I'm glad you enjoyed it too, Pierre. I bet that was a, a big uh, checkmark off the list. Yes, I'm... I'm amazed I had that on my bucket list. It was one of those aspirational things. I never thought I was, you know, never thought it would happen to me. But uh, one time I didn't turn into a giant ape. Anyway, uh, it's absolutely amazing. If any of you have that ability, again, I would I would literally go apeshit for that. <laughs> uh, all right. Give me yeah. a give me a level or two, and I'll <laughs> see about that. Something to keep in mind, I suppose. Uh, is there anything else we can cross off your bucket list for you? Uh, he pulls out like a notebook, and as he opens it, like pa -pa 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 -pa, it just like unfolds, uh, like down to the floor, like in a cartoon style. And he starts like kind of just like feeding it through his hands. Ooh, I would. Okay, this is a very strange ask. I have never had a Danish. <laughs> are they right. delicious or are they horrible? You know, I think we could probably just ask like one of the MacGuffin like employees if they have like a donut shop around here. No, no, Andrew, come on, we 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 have to do better for Pierre. Pierre has done so much for us. We have to find the best damn donut shop in all of New Republic. Oh God, uh, we, we don't have a choice. You know, it's it's urgent. It, Wait. In fact, it it might be more urgent than the quest. <laughs> <laughs> Can we bring Danishes to the meeting? 
that I think that would be polite, oh, wouldn't it? It would be polite. Oh, Lonlin, that's brilliant. All right, yes, okay. Um, so in that case, we need to find the best damn donut place around for Pierre. Um, amazing. Uh, who wants to roll either an investigation or streetwise? Uh, I, I feel like Pierre would want to help on that uh, investigation check. Yeah, absolutely. I could, uh, I could take Pierre's help on that, I suppose. All right. He's a dude got a plus seven. He, he's actually higher than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Streetwise is higher than that, but uh, I'll help. You know, I'll help Pierre. I'll help Pierre look. I mean, we could do both. Have one streetwise and find like this. All like... right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm curious if the streetwise is going to be higher. What kind of bakery we'll find? All right. Oh fuck. Uh, is that a natural one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Pierre. I've got a 19. As we said, Pierre doesn't know where to find a good Danish. <laughs> he does not know. Uh, he's pretty new to New Republica, uh, and he, I think, starts looking around. Um, and is just like fully like he's mostly reading his list again and trying to think of like what else he could get crossed off of his list um and you see him like a few times like as perceptive as he is he's like walking reading the paper up in front of his face uh and then like he will walk straight into a pole uh and then oh sorry uh turn around and just keep walking and just like fully like in his own world not looking where he's supposed to be but uh salem i think with that streetwise you know not only of a very very fantastic uh bakery but also one that happens to be on the way to south hill um and your bakery though is not it's not like just a bakery uh you know that the uh the person who operates it the owner uh they use it as a bit of a front for uh illicit potion smuggling usually like in the filling of the donuts so like if if you go in and order a specific type of donut uh that's actually just code for you know some stuff on <laughs> some potions on the side all right, well, I'm going to have to very carefully guide Pierre around ordering the wrong kind of donuts. Uh, but yes, absolutely, we're going to go to this front. Uh, you know, some of the best places, I'm convinced that like some of the best restaurants and, and places are fronts. It's oh. just, you look at them and you're like, how do you, how are you in business? You have like one person coming in every other week. Let me, I mean, if you're asking me directly, uh, as someone who appreciates your knack for the um, the surreptitious art. When you don't have to worry so much about overhead, and in fact you can just kind of create to your heart's compassion and desire, it's like money's really no object, and so you just you you bake because you love it, and it doesn't matter if no one buys anything that day because that's just another opportunity to grow and make a better Danish. Wow. That's a philosophy of life I can get behind. What, what's your name? Because I, I, I want to call that life dandelion. lessons with one of your names. Nope, we've already had a dandelion. It's a pleasure to meet you. Socks. <laughs> dandelion socks, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> no relation to Hubert. Um, <laughs> you may call me Florence. Florence, I think, is, is a better, better name. And then, like, does, like, the full, like, very conspicuous, like, nose tap. Wink, Lawrence. 
You see the sign above says Florence's Bakery. Was that always there? Did that just appear? <laughs> you know, I think we willed it into existence in all honesty. Uh, but look, we found the place that we're looking for. So Pierre, what kind of Danish would you like? Oh, you know, I, I've never had one. So uh, turns to Florence, looks up. What's good? Well, you see, kind of the standard is like just a plain cheese Danish, or just cream cheese Danish. But my speciality is my braised plum. I got, uh, I take a little bit of some plums with just a little bit of saffron. That's the secret ingredient. But shh, don't tell anybody I told you. Just some saffron sprinkled in as I as it's like braising, uh, and then you coat it with a nice, nice apricot brandy glaze. Oh, oh that's delicious. And welcome back to Cooking with Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> or in this case, Baking with Marcus. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so Pierre orders a uh, the plum Danish, the braised plum Danish, uh, and is like very excited. You see his eyes are very huge, and he pulls out a like a pristine white handkerchief and tucks it into his uh into his necktie uh and make sure it's like it's nice and even so that no crumbs get on his nice butler suit and then he kind of pauses looks at all of you and says oh please this is my treat what do you want no this this is our tree this is off your bucket list <laughs> right it's so i'm the one who should ask you're being treated. Oh! Yes, you're the treat. The treat's for you. We're not going to eat you, just to clarify. We're not going to eat you. <laughs> I, I mean, I, so the other day, Lodlin... Just I just look, wanted to make sure. <laughs> just going to look over and uh, see if there's any blood around Lodlin's mouth or anything. <laughs> see no gonna, blood? <laughs> It's just uh, a dried raspberry jam. <laughs> uh, Pierre will look over at you, Lonlin. Miss Lonlin, if anyone in the world were to eat me, I would be honored if it were you. That is, I would, I would, frankly, it would be a great way to die. Bounce, <laughs> compound. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, see. You? <laughs> <laughs> all right so y'all have danishes you pick up some danishes for the r&d department and it's all great and pierre loves it so you make your way to and the art by some goliaths wrestling on the street <laughs> uh, uh, you make your way to the r&d department um and you see that as you approach uh there are kind of like there's a like a guardhouse compound on the outside um standing there there's just this like bored looking bugbear uh wearing a an ill-fitting like security guard suit from mcguffins um as you approach just kind of looks up from uh this book that he's reading takes some uh like bifocal glasses off of the bridge of his nose peers at you hi Welcome to McGuffin's research and development department. My name's Tom. Hi, Tom. Hey. Are you the new Faded Five? 
Oh, that's weird to be called. But yeah, I guess that would be classified as us. Of you? Uh, we're... Uh, one of them uh, running around doing a few other Faded Five stuff. Cool. 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 Well, I've been told to wave you in. Inside, you'll be met by Eustace Biggleby. He's kind of like the head honcho here. And I uh, hope y'all have a spectacular day. You too. I hope you have a fantastic day. Oh, shucks. You know, not very many people like reciprocate. That's like really nice to hear. Oh, yeah. man. Danish. Thanks. Whoa. Oh, snap. You guys are awesome. You guys can come to the research and development department like whenever you want. This is this is phenomenal. Thank you. I should say no because I'm on a diet, but I'm not going to because, first of all, I love treats. And secondly, I do feel a bit of social obligation when someone offers me a treat. Mostly, though, it's because Danishes are delicious. Oh, shit. Are these from Flo's? Are these Florence's? Yes. Yes. Are these the uh, kind of leans in close, I think? quickly eyes up the group, leans in close to Salem. These aren't like don't have at work Danishes, are they? <laughs> no, they, these are the clean ones. Don't worry. Um, yeah. Do you want one of the, the not safe for work ones? No, I mean yeah, but you know I am at work, so shouldn't. And that one I feel like I actually have to listen to because the diet is kind of like a self-imposed thing, but like the other ones are kind of more of like a status of employment and cause for termination kind of thing. So that's fair. We don't want you to get fired after we just made such a good friend here. So uh, oh, you do man. you. Yeah, you do you too. Awesome. Have a good day, faded four of the five. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket? Uh, sorry. Uh, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Andrew is slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> Was he on something already there? I think that's just how bugbears usually are. They're just very chill. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You know, well, at the very least, now he's got a Danish to satisfy whatever cravings. <laughs> the munchies. <laughs> Munch more of my rhubarb Danish. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, you see this. Um, ooh, a rhubarb Danish. Very nice. That's that sounds good. Uh, you see this uh, fairly like nondescript like warehouse building in front of you. It does say MacGuffin's Research and Development. The, again, there's like this cleared area where there's all of these like craters and blast marks and stuff. Uh, and you see that there are quite a few different sections of this warehouse where you can very clearly see that like sections of wall have been recently repainted. Uh, you assume because something blew up in the research and development department, and then they had to fix the wall and then repaint it. You see these uh, white and gold, uh, like fairly overt and ostentatious doors, which seems a little not fitting, but uh, at least not for a research and development department but does kind of feel evocative of MacGuffins itself. Um, very art deco, very 
kind of like intricate angular lines. Um, and the doors, when you go to open them, uh, they don't actually like hinge like normal doors do. You see that all of those Art Deco panels just kind of like slot into each other. And it's like, as this thing like opens, kind of like the scene in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, like the Diagon Alley kind of thing, where they all just like fold back and collapse in on themselves, opening up to like this full double wide door thing. And as soon as you enter, the doors close again. And from the inside, it is almost seamless. And it's just like this white reception area. Uh, and you see standing like at this other door at the end of this reception area, you see a fairly small, um, kind of like hunched shouldered uh, person wearing a, a white lab coat uh, with uh, like three sets of goggles on his head, each one like with a different color lens um, and just like so many pens in their pocket, just like way too many pens uh, in their, in their pocket. Uh, and as you enter, Oh, some of the new faded five. Wow. Oh, oh hi. Uh, I'm, I'm Eustace Biggleby. I'm the lead innovator here for MacGuffin's research and development department and i'll be wow you guys are real are we celebrities oh i mean within within a company 100 percent. you guys are very much celebrities and especially for me i've been reading all of like your case files and everything and going I've I've done all of the research back. I know like everything I I could know, about, but not in, like a creepy way. Just like, <laughs> wow, I've just like I'm really impressed by you. All seem to have come out of almost the woodwork. I mean, Lonlin, I I know. Sorry, uh, is that too forward? Should I should I say uh, Miss Iron Voice? Um, wh- wh- how would you all like to be addressed? <laughs> Lonlin is good. Oh. Take a step behind Andrew, and then slowly behind Salem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you! Wow. Oh, you see, he like rubs his hands on his like lab coat to dry them because obviously his hands are sweaty already. Huh. I can I also say that as very impressive as everything is, I am also glad um, that uh, I I'm not seeing. Lisette here only because I've heard ver- that there's a lot of explosions when when she's around and um sorry uh Andrew cricket uh sorry I whew, your file says Andrew but I know that you prefer cricket so okay no it's it, it's at your own pace I, I know I used to go by cricket a lot um oh. I'm just going through another phase when now I'm Andrew Oh, maybe okay. don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, a- Andrew and Salem, and you must be Pierre. Wow, <laughs> oh man, you got you got like just swept up by these really cool people, and you get the sense that this person is like fully fanboying out, like is very like, oh my god, these heroes are actually like here and talking to me. And uh, can everyone just give me an insight check, please? Uh, I got a 12. All right. I got a 10? 16. Cool. Uh, 
Do you want to run one, roll one for uh, for Mr. Pierre, please? Oh, he got a, fi- a 15. Oh, you got a 15. Okay. Uh, Pierre and Lonlin are the only ones who notice this, but uh, Eustace uh, spends a lot of time uh, looking at Andrew, uh, and it's Uh-oh. not like a... Um, it's not like a weird thing. It is very clearly to your eyes, uh, someone who has a not so secret crush on someone and is trying to keep that secret. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> is just gonna look at Eustace, look at Andrew, look at Eustace, look at Pierre, because I noticed <laughs> Pierre notices as well. <laughs> uh, Pierre is like the model of a butler and just kind of like arms folded behind his back raises one of his like eyelids because i guess he doesn't really have eyebrows because he's a grung uh raises it in like a interesting kind of motion uh and then just kind of looks at you lanlin so eustace we we were supposed to talk to you about oh yeah yeah sorry um right so we uh, we brought you here because uh, we just wanted to, you know, get a little bit more of a debrief about what, like, everything that happened with the Ring of Winter before we start really like cracking in and just really researching and developing it. <laughs> yeah, um, you got you have the most uh, experience with it, so I thought that it would be really good to hear some firsthand accounts. Um, but but before we did that, I. Do you want a tour of uh, the facilities? Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. I'd love to see what's going on here. Oh, yes. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, uh, yeah, of course. Well, uh, follow me. Uh, and very, like, awkwardly, like, puts himself in kind of like, almost like a C pose. Um, kind of like leaning to one side, one arm out, the other one above his head kind of realizes that it's an awkward pose and that he hasn't started walking after saying, follow me. And then just slowly, like with his arms still in those positions, turns and then starts walking towards the door behind him. I'm going to lean down to Pierre and ask, do you think everyone's smoking something in here? (laughs) Well, um, they probably do work with a lot of strange chemicals and weird magical things it's entirely possible that their minds have been completely addled not wait if i if you know what or you saw what i saw mm, that's not i didn't mean it that it's addled because of um no 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 no. i i wasn't talking about that oh good i i just because acting very odd yes it could also be maybe they're just um you know relatively socially isolated um and they haven't had a lot of visitors and maybe were some of the coolest people <gasps> i'm one of the coolest people this person's ever seen uh and like jumps into the air freezes in like a little like super mario pose for like 2 seconds and then lands back on the ground mm. oh sorry excuse wait, me wait you know how to do that i've been trying forever since meeting the the, the french waluigis <laughs> Right. Well, um, I I'll try to teach you. It's um, it's it just seems kind of like an inherent trait of you know, a slightly more backgroundy characters. Um, 
I'm quite a fan of it. It's very impressive. <laughs> oh. Not really my style, but you know, it's uh, I, I dig it on you. <laughs> Mix Salem, you're always so flattering. Uh, well, uh, Master Andrew, I would be happy to teach you. Uh, we'll yes, uh, whenever you would like. After we finished our our tour with, uh, and then Pierre kind of gives you a, a little bit of a look, Andrew. The very charming Mr. Biggleby. Yeah, no, we should definitely go through the rest of this tour. I bet there's a lot of cool stuff here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Eusis uh, finally lets his arms down um, and then opens the door and you see from this like white vestibule atrium, you enter into just scientific chaos. It is like a big open workshop. You see lots of little workstations where things are being researched and working on. Uh, you see that kind of like above each workstation, there is like suspended a like arcane uh, like sphere or rather a arcane half sphere that looks like it can be dropped on to whatever is being working on, worked on and probably whoever is working on it. Um, if there's in like some sort of Thing that needs to be contained all of those spheres have all of these like arcane sigils written around them um you see that on the sides of this long warehouse there are a bunch of other rooms um with different titles on them and uh Usus kind of gestures to you like or at this and says well um as you can see this is our uh main uh, research station this is kind of like uh, we, we believe in uh, like a, an open plan concept and like having people bounce ideas off of each other not like working on uh, their own project uh, just isolated but of course some projects <laughs> do have to be isolated because they're very volatile uh, any kind of gestures at the like closed off rooms on the sides uh, and uh, he begins walking through and says like well uh, like over here we have our, our our armor section where we're mostly focusing on just just basic enchantments and, and um like defense mechanisms and stuff to improve uh survivability of people uh we have um like over here we've got a uh, basic just uh you know normal weapons that we're just making a little bit more <laughs> jazzy. Uh, instantly regret saying it. Uh, <laughs> Wait, no, don't. What, what kind of jazzy is it? What kind of jazzy? Oh, um, sorry. Uh, I, I just mean like maybe instead of slashing damage, it does fire damage, or cold damage, or like like the really uh, kind of like he like looks at you cricket uh drums his finger on his chest for a moment right uh 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 and he like says um uh K katrina katrina uh where's project b57 uh and katrina says oh um project b57 and you see this like very like well put together female human she says oh it's uh oh, i had it earlier today right i was I was trying to work on the specifics of uh, sound-activated force and also sound... Oh. Uh, and then you see she's, like, uh, kind of, like, starts pulling aside, like, all of these different swords and, like, 
maces and weapons and everything. No, that's not right. Uh, putting them off to the side, finally like leans under her desk. Ah, here it is. Uh, and she pulls out just this little tiny little dagger um, that is probably like only like a three inch long blade. It's like, right, um, Project B-57. Uh, and Yusuf kind of gestures for her. Uh, please, uh, go, go, explain. You, it's your project. Well, Project B-57, as you can see, is a dagger, but mostly we've been focusing on the effects of music and just sound in general and, and the ability of some folks uh, to kind of harness that sound for destructive or creative powers. But what would be interesting, of course, would be if uh, you could use this as some sort of focus and then it could maybe like based on the notes you're playing, play different, or not play different, sorry, I do think of it a bit as an instrument, but it is rather um, creating different effects. Uh, and she uh, says, oh, let me demonstrate. And she puts it in this like glass case, uh, closes the hatch on it. And then she uh, kind of brings out the tiniest little like violin. Uh, you see there's like a chord running from the violin to a gramophone. The bell of the gramophone is like right up against the glass of this case. And she just starts playing a simple note, um, just like one long drawn out chord. And you see the dagger's blade um, becomes like kind of reddish and like be there's a little bit of steam rising from it. Then she switches to a different note and it changes to like, well, back to just a normal blade, but you see that there's kind of like some sort of pressure pushing on the glass. Something is vibrating from inside. She presses or she changes the note again and you see the blade grows this like sickly green slime dripping down from it. And then she plays a chord comprised of those three and you see all three elements of that at once. Uh, and then she plays a wrong note and you see just this like shockwave within this explosion of red hot metal chunks, uh, acid and like thunder reverberating against the glass. Uh, and she says, drat, uh, puts down the violin. And you see as this kind of like debris settles that the dagger has shattered on the, in there. Just, Further work still to be done. I want it. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I want it, I want it, I want it! <laughs> Andrew, you could literally explode. D does that matter? Yes! I mean, it seems pretty likely, honestly. I, but, but that being said, I support Andrew's decision to want this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do you got any more prototypes? I'll take a version below. How about how about we get the tour, we give the information, and then if we have time, we'll, we'll come back around and we'll talk. I'm taking a note. You're holding, <laughs> I'm holding you accountable to that promise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. That's totally fine. He never got the cursed ice dagger, so I suppose this is... Uh... I literally destroyed it one second after getting it. <laughs> it was quite, so bitter. Quite unfortunate, really. Maybe you'll have better luck this time. What's the worst that could happen? It, it explodes? <laughs> yes. Quite literally. <laughs> oh, well, then we know the worst that could happen. Exactly. Nothing else to fear. Uh, just uh, speaking as someone, there are a lot of worse things that can happen um, when things explode. Uh, I'm, a... I'm going to put my arm around <laughs> Eustace. 
Eustace's shoulder. Oh, don't, uh, don't, don't worry about it, dear. It's, it's quite all right, you know. Just wink at Andrew over the top of uh, Eustace's shoulders. <laughs> we deal with worse things all the time. Uh, you see, he kind of flushes. Yeah, that's. Wow, you do. I mean, some of those reports are pretty crazy. Like having to fight a chaos quadrupod that came out of nowhere. Wow. That's... Ah, oh, that... I mean, I can't even imagine. Those things are weird. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, uh, and he keeps, like, showing you kind of this area, but then he, uh, says, Oh, uh, this is... This is a really cool spot. Uh, we keep this area separate, not so much because it's dangerous, but because it involves live creatures. Um, do you... Do you want to see these creatures? They're really cool. They're really, really cool. I, I look back to the rest of the party... You know what? I feel like Lizette would absolutely have loved to see that. So let's go see it in her honor. <laughs> For Lizette. Yes. Perfect. Uh, he approaches a door uh, over, like, upon which you see a nameplate that says... the worst that could happen. They escape. Explosions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see a Gastropoda Arcana Reflectiva coding habitat. Um, and then in brackets, uh, scribbled in just, like, handwriting, someone has written flail snails as the door opens you see that there is like a veritable like almost like a rave of like different colors going on in front of you as you see this habitat of giant rocks and boulders with huge vegetation um and several enclosures on the side uh glass enclosures with these very large snails in them uh each of these snails has like five or five to eight different uh like basically clubs at the end of their instead of eye stocks they've got these like bludgeoning tools but even more noticeable than that uh you see that there are shells on these snails scintillating rainbow shells that seem to catch the light and reflect it back more brightly than it should um and there's just like this pearlescent element to it and there's as soon as you step in there's kind of this dry feeling um as it seems like wherever this these things come from it's a drier habitat um and it's like it's very humid or like humidity controlled uh and Eustace says so um like I said uh these are really cool uh these creatures uh, they have like a special coating on their shell. If you hit them with magic, it bounces back at you. <sighs> That's terrifying. Well, but I mean, also very like could be like really impressive and important oh, yeah. for people no. in the field. Like if we can harness this and make like shields or armor, then like our agents in the field can be even more like just really spectacularly powerful and like hard. And, like, they can be really protected. So, wait, can you harvest these without hurting the snail? So, that's what we're working on. We're, right now, the snails are very protective of their shells. Their shells are, like, a part of their body, and they grow with their shell, with their, like, as the snail grows, so too does the shell. And we haven't yet found a way to har harvest an entire shell. But what we have found is that if we do micro scrapings little like almost like a sanding down we can we can harness some of the the particle and we don't get as effective a, of a of a of a of an effect <laughs> um as 
as if we had just, you know, like as the shells themselves, but it definitely provides some magic reasons. And we're working on a bit of a coating. Uh, and he begins leading you through the the foil snail habitat and showing you around. Can everybody just make me a DC 15 perception check? If your passive is already above that, no need to worry. Oh, I actually have a 15 passive perception. All right. Both Pierre and I also have a higher passive perception. Great. And I've got a 15. Exactly. Nice. Amazing. Perfect. Uh, as you're walking, you see that in addition to the giant flail snails in the like enclosures, you actually see many smaller snails throughout, like climbing on the vegetation and on the rocks that make up the bigger kind of central area of this room. And you actually all manage to avoid stepping on any of these snails as you're walking through. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this is our, this is like a very promising thing. Uh, like it could be it could be really amazing if we could get some like if we could actually find a way to harness the shell itself without it damaging the, the snails because we are we are we, pr we pride ourselves on being a very humane organization and we don't want any uh, any creatures to come to harm but you know we do what we can uh, without harming them but it's just not as effective as like a real shell and I really want to I really want to get my hand on on like a real shell, you know, in a humane way, of course. Can I ask? Yeah. Is this for MacGuffin use only, or is this going to be sold eventually elsewhere? <laughs> well, I mean, one of the great things about working for MacGuffins is that we get a, a chance to really field test everything, and then we can kind of bring to market the most optimized version um which as okay i'm not a huge fan of like the the whole uh like accounts and ledgers thing and i i i personally am not very motivated by money mostly by curiosity and like just a desire to create but we do have to find we are a private institution and every time i meet with al he does remind me of the fact that something needs to pay for the research and development and sometimes that something is bringing it to market and selling it at a good price for us i mean a good price for us so what brought this research on what why did mcguffin feel the need for this oh well it, um a group of adventurers about 12 years ago in encountered one of these on a mission they, they encountered a flail snail uh, and when we at the research and development department read the reports, because that's part of what we do is we read all of the reports because uh, field operatives don't always like see the potential of everything. Uh, no, no offense. I'm sure you would see the potential of everything you encounter, but there are um, some field operatives definitely operate much more on like a swing first ask questions later kind of mode and some and so when we heard about how like these things were able when, when like spells were cast on them it bounced back at the person casting it first of all uh we were kind of like concerned for the employees but then also we realized if 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 our employees have this when they go in the field then they can be so much they can just be more protective uh, so after that, we sent out an expedition of researchers and uh, some guides. Uh, 
to the habitat and we found a mating pair of uh, flail snails and we uh, well to be fair we could have done a better job of um, uh, making sure that uh, the the local biodiversity uh, could support us t removing two but we have in the in the year or two after we did start reintroducing flail snails back to that habitat uh but we now have a breeding program housed here in this room i'm sorry that's a lot of information is it too am i talking too much i no no and you can see like a vacant look on Lonely's face just like <laughs> acting like she knows what's up but she's like what the fuck is happening <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of look up and I ask, what would happen if a spell would ricochet and, like, would consistently bounce off of each other? Oh, like... <laughs> like, if you fired at one snail and it bounced off of the snail and hit another snail and bounced off that snail and hit another snail and bounced off that snail and hit another snail and bounced off that snail and hit another snail and bounced off that I'm snail and hit another snail. I'm taking it experiment! It's very fun. But of course, we only do it with with like uh, with with spells that like don't actually hurt the snails. Mostly, we try not to hurt the snails. Yeah, no, I I get it. Yeah, I bet they're pretty formidable, formidable though, so they probably don't feel too much. Yeah, I mean, it's still like even if something is very formidable, you you still try not to like actually hurt it. But you're right; they can definitely. Like if, if occasionally one of the spells uh, does bounce and hit one of them in a fleshy part as opposed to the, the shell part, then uh, they are usually pretty good at taking that. And then sometimes they get angry and they bust down their glass and they bust through the door oh. and they kind of cause a bit of a rampage. Which, um, so, it, you know, it's there. We try not to hurt the snails. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that, that also makes another bit of added sense. Not hurting the snails just seems like all around the best thing to do for you know, I, ev every reason. Yeah, yeah I, I agree entirely, Mick Salem. I, I very much agree. Now, um, oh, I'm going to take you through to another department. Uh, we, I just want to show you two more little places before we actually do the debrief. But uh, this one is really impressive. We've been studying... Uh, different things in the world that are, are are more resilient or more able to to regenerate uh, health. And again, this is something that we feel could have wide applications in all of our endeavors, but especially in um, in field work. Because if we if it was like if we could find a way to make like a potion where if you drink it uh, for a little bit, you're always like you know, gain, gaining back some of the health you lose if you're fighting something. It, again, like really making our our, our survivability, like the, the stats just go way up. Um, and uh, kind of pauses for a moment and then looks over at Andrew. And this one, I think you'll be very impressed with, can also be affected by sound sometimes sometimes so we've not uh, it's not confirmed actually um, wait what how wait what 
Oh, it's it's uh, mostly a working theory of mine that like a really impressive person, uh, so very skilled at music, um, could like make it more potent or something. But like me? Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, someone. Can I try? Okay. Yeah. You wanna you wanna work with like with me for? Okay, that, that would um, that would be that that'd be swell. I, I mean, great. I mean, very beneficial for science and research. Um, and here we go. And again, just kind of like awkwardly moves <laughs> through another set of doors um, to the resiliency lab. Um, and you see a uh, a female half elf is the only like scientist working in this lab um he introduces her uh this is uh christiana morningfall uh and this half elf woman turns around looks at the four of you uh and as she does you see she slips on just like some loose papers on the floor uh she has a vial of something in her hands and as she slips uh, the vial flies out of her hands and falls into another vial, which begins to just bubble and bubble and bubble. And she says, oh, um... I'm already <laughs> pulling out my shield. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Eustace, I'm taking coffee. And she runs out of the room. <laughs> uh, well, Eustace, what's <laughs> going on? Uh, uh, just, you know, we may have just created something new in the lab unexpectedly uh and you watch as this vial bursts and this like multicolored, uh kind of like oily ooze like thing just <clears throat> covers this entire lab table uh, and as it does you see it just like starts dissolving through the lab table until it hits the floor uh and it just begins dissolving through the floor growing bigger as it consumes more things starting moving towards you can everybody please roll initiative? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, 17. God. All right. Uh, Salem got a 17. Uh, Cricket, or Andrew, sorry. Uh, it's fine, I, but both still work. Um, so I got a 22 and Pierre got a 21. Holy moly. All right. Yeah. So... I rolled a one, and then I remembered since I have my shield out, I have advantage, and I rolled another one. Oh Whoa. my god! <laughs> oh my god! No, that's uh, brutal. That is. That's insane. Um, wow. Advantage and two nat ones. Yeah, this is uh, gonna go great. Can you roll me roll me a d one hundred, please? Oh, oh god, I'm scared. Um, it can only get better from here. Um. That is a. Those are both tens. Uh, hang on. I thought you were going to say those are both ones, and I was no, going to lose my shit. No, sorry. No, I just I thought I pulled that percentile die, but I also just rolled like um, a twenty and a sixty, so like I don't know. It's either a twenty-six or a sixty-two, whichever you'd prefer. You pick the number. Oh, that twenty-six, sure. All right. <laughs> cool. You see as this, uh, as you, like, I think, go to, like, kind of get into a ready stance, Lomond, your shield, as you bring it up, knocks something over. And can you roll me a d6 now? 
Oh god, the domino effect. Okay, a four. A four? Great. As you knock this over, there was like just ink in this jar, uh, which smashes onto the ground, and you just start hearing, as a swarm of ink ravens uh, flies up uh, and joins the fray. Lawland, what did you do? I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and they will get what on their initiative? Ooh, hey, that's fitting. They rolled a natural one as well. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do they have better decks than I do? Uh, almost certainly. They have a plus two. Yeah, they beat me. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. Uh, so the ravens go. Oh, actually, the ravens go before the ooze. Because even though the ooze rolled a six. The ooze has a minus three. Oh my god! So it they have the exact same number, but the ravens are much more dexterous. And then on a two is good old Lawman. All right, perfect. Uh, as this ooze uh, starts coming towards you, like making acidic sounds as it dissolves things in its way. Andrew, you are up first. Okay. Um. I see that Eustace is probably still here. Um, Eustace is still here and is just cowering. Good. I think, actually, okay. Eustace actually dives behind you. Okay. Oh, Protect shit. me, Andrew! Uh, wrong voice, but whatever. <laughs> Pia, what did you get behind me? <laughs> um, I'm going to cast Invisibility on him and tell him to get out. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to, with my bonus action... Uh, protecting me. <laughs> Wow. I, I I don't like to see people get hurt. Anyway, get out of here. That's what I like about you. Uh, okay. He, you see the door open and close. Yeah. Uh, I just take the uh, my my long swords and I start like smacking to them together rhythmically, just trying to get like its attention. But at the same time, I uh, get bardic inspiration to Salem. Okay. Perfect. Uh, can you just roll me a quick Arcana check? Uh, does it need to be Arcana? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. That's a seven. That's a seven. Cool. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, Pierre's turn. Um, Pierre is feeling probably a little bit more adventurous. Uh, so Pierre's just going to run up and do a double help action. <laughs> hey, hey, who's over here? Over here. Look at me. Uh, does the double help action. Fantastic. Uh, Salem, it is your turn. <clears throat> Salem's going to look at this thing, look at the fact that it's dissolving everything in their way, and um, consider their fists for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then as Cricket's, uh, Cricket's song sets in, they're going to reach out with one hand and conjure forth the shadow plate. Okay. Uh, bonus action. And then I'm going to look, look, look over at the ooze and grin. Hmm. Well then, didn't get much of a fight the other day. I suppose this is... Well, better than nothing. <laughs> Prepare to meet your maker! <laughs> and then I look over at Cricket. I mean, that... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and slash out with a shadow blade. Amazing. Uh, yeah, you slash out with a, sla with a shadow blade and make it... And it's a crit! Oh my oh god! My god. For, uh, that's gonna be for 24 points of uh, psychic damage plus... Five. Um, so 29 damage. Whew, 
29 damage. Amazing. As you slash into this thing, your shadow blade carves through it, and you see that where at first there was one ooze, your blade cuts it cleanly in half, and now there are two oozes. Oh, even though it's psychic damage? Uh, but there is some slashing damage, right? No, none. Oh! Oh, it's entirely five. psychic damage. Yes. The plus okay. five is, is still, mind. yeah, all damaged out by the weapon. Cool, cool, cool. Sorry, I thought it was a plus five slashing as well. In that case, ignore that, and that happens maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> it all sucks back together. <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know, but shit, all right! And uh, just dive back into things. You've got the crows, right, London? <laughs> sure. Ravens, yeah, whatever. I, I, I made them. I should take responsibility. Perfect. And you made them. You can kill them. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the ravens, uh, the ravens are going to go, and they're just going to go after uh, Lonlin, who did make them. Uh, I'm your mother. Have mercy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, they come around and they just start circling all around your head, Lonlin, flapping. Uh, very loud, very obnoxious. Um, they got a 19 on the die plus four, a 23 to hit. Uh, well, my AC is 16, if you recall, so that hits. All right, all right. Uh, you take five points of piercing damage as these ink ravens just start. Yeah, cawing and scratching and biting at you. Uh, and then after the ravens, which just circle around Lonlin, uh, it is now the ooze's turn. Ah, okay, cool, cool. Ah, that's why I called it resilient. Now I get you. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, yes, uh, I think rather than it splitting, what happened was that as the psychic damage goes through, you see... Um, where the psychic damage, or where the blade sliced it, it actually forms the two ridges of a brain um, instantly. And you see that this thing seems like it is kind of like smart or maybe resistant to something for a moment at least. It takes a little bit of movement. It only has, it has enough movement to get close to you guys. Um, and I think it's just gonna go after the one uh, person Unless, Salem, did you move far enough away? Do you think that, like... No, I'm on top of it. It's fine. All right. Cool, cool. Uh, it goes for you. It's going to make its pseudopod attack. A 17 to hit. I think misses. No, sir. All right. Uh, second pseudopod attack. Also misses. Uh, as this thing, like, the uh, oozy form reaches up and just kind of swings wildly towards you. You watch as that brain that formed on it uh, smooths down and flows away into the rest of its body. Um, and uh, Lonlin, it is now your turn. I have a dumb question. I have a dumb answer. Is Lonlin smart enough to realize that she can or cannot reason with these inky ravens? I mean, uh, I would say it's pretty clear, definitely for sure, you, you can't reason with the ooze. Um, yes. and most ravens don't have a language, I think, and these ones are made of ink, so I, what's, I would say you could give a, like, just a straight up intelligence check. Oh, shit, okay. 
Oh my god, that's an Act 20. Oh yes! All oh right. Uh, well, I was going to say that normal that you couldn't, that you would just know you can't. But with a Nat 20, Lonlin could reason with these ravens. Um. Okay. I and you know use, how. Can you bonus action? Um. Use my emissary of peace. Okay. I'm gonna try and not so much try to like reason with these birds with words, but like try to soothe them with a tone of voice and to try to make them understand that I am a I'm not a threat. Amazing. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, make that persuasion check with advantage. Great. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh ooh, that's an 18. That's an 18. I'm going to say with that you see like ah, 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 they kind of like all uh flap they're continuing to circle around you for a moment. And then all of them just land on top of you, Lonlin. And there's like one that is on your head, uh, leans forward and turns its head and like just looks at you with one of its eyes out of the side of its face. Uh, and then just like you see it nod at you. And then it kind of straightens and is just resting on your head with a little bit of ink running down your shoulders and your forehead. Lonlin looks incredibly happy right now. And she'll <laughs> look to the gang and just be like, kind of with her, like, look. Look, I have a murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know. You, you've done murder in the past. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, Lon is uh, a murder of crows. It's, it's the plural form. The group plural. It's, oh, it's very crows. good, London. I, I approve. Salem doffs their own little raven feather towards the swarm. <laughs> <laughs> and, Sorry, as, murder. <laughs> and as an action, I, I don't want to, like, turn these birds against me again. I'm just going to stand there and I'm going to use um, Bless on uh, Salem, Andrew, and You technically Pierre. cannot see uh, <laughs> our boy Eustace anymore. Eustace. Eustace That's left. fine. I will yeah. bless myself. I will be All selfish right. and bless myself. I don't think that's selfish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pierre is just dancing around uh, and yeah, I don't think it's selfish at all. We all knew that out of all of us, London was the most likely to be a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> and as like a final, a final little thing before my turn ends, I'm going to like nod my head towards the monster acid thing. And uh, that'll be my turn. <laughs> <laughs> you nod your head towards the monster acid thing. You see the one on that is on your head kind of like ah! uh, squawks out in like distressed that you're moving your head so abruptly but then again like leans forward bends down turns its head and then nods its head again uh and uh andrew it is your turn i feel like in a past life i would have been told not to slash but right now i'm a slash <laughs> uh vote metagame let's not let's murder let's cry ourselves to sleep um uh, only one attack was made against the uh big ooze right only one attack so far has been made. Okay, then I will make my longsword attack with advantage. All right. Uh, 24. Uh, 24 definitely hits. Cool. Uh, I will just make a basic attack, because that's going to be 12 slashing damage. That was Great. a good roll. Uh, as you go to slash into it, first of all, you do carve through this thing. Um, but as soon as you do, you watch as like an outer plating uh, goes around this uh, entire 
ooze. In fact, both of these oozes that now exist. Uh, and it looks like this metallic thing is going to be very, very resistant or potentially even immune to further slashing damage. Oh! Shit. Um, I don't know what to do anymore. Uh, uh, but it does it does use its reaction to split into two parts. Of course. But both sorry, both of them are now resistant and or immune? Yes. Okay. Uh no one else is injured yet, right? Okay. Um Hmm. It it's only immune to slashing if you have a way to do piercing. I, or bludgeoning. I, I guess I could uh flip the sword around. Yeah. Uh, sure. I will. I guess I'll drop one of them. No, no I'm just gonna flip them around. Uh, and I'll, you know what? I'll... While you're while you're doing that, Salem sort of rolls their shoulders and um, point. We'll we'll try and get the quarterstaff out towards it. Oh, I'll accept that. That's good. <laughs> uh, oh, also, um, you, Andrew, do take. Uh, three points of acid damage as just like some of this ooze splatters on you from slashing through it. Um, and are your swords magical? Uh, nope. Okay, they each or the one that you hit with has a minus one penalty to it. Oh no, Keeper! <laughs> I had that one named by a good friend of mine! <laughs> oh shit. Are you sure you want me to use your quarterstaff? Salem grins. Well, I've got this thing now anyways. I reckon an old stick is just an old stick. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to bap it with the quarterstaff with my second attack then. Amazing. I guess I'll be D10 because I'll be able to... Oh, well, uh, two-handed. Uh, I assume a 25 hits? Uh, 25 definitely hits. Okay. All right. Um, it's a D... No, it's a D8 for two-handed, right? Uh... For uh, 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 quarterstaff? quarterstaff? I think it's a D8, yeah. Okay, alright. Uh, I deal eight bludgeoning damage with this quarterstaff. Alright, you crack down on one of these two oozes, and you see that that uh, shell that it formed over it fully cracks. Um, it looks like there is more shell below, but it seems like the full damage goes through. Okay, that's good, that's good. Um, let's just keep it going. Uh, and I just kind of like like sl uh, slap the stick on the ground kind of rhythmically uh, and with my <laughs> offhand I kind of uh, scrape it with the sword to kind of create like a unique sound to it and I, I just kind of create like a rhythmic sense uh, uh, to like further the battle and Lonlin, you're going to get inspired from that oh wow thank you <laughs> alright that's my turn alright uh, Pierre does what Pierre does um, <laughs> help and then help Probably the one that the the split one that is slightly more injured. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. So he's actually gonna, no. He's gonna try and net. Oh my god! All right. It's gonna be terrible, but he's feeling lucky. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that word. <laughs> I rolled a net one. Oh shit! All right. Uh, yeah, you. <laughs> Uh, Pierre goes to throw his net. Ha ha! Uh, as he goes to throw his net, uh, this ooze, uh, like it lands on top of the ooze and just instantly that uh, dissolves. Um, and you watch as a splash of oot acid, like ooze-like acid, uh, 
bounces off where it, like the net hit and splashes and hits Pierre <laughs> like in his feet, and he takes four points of acid damage. Oh no! <laughs> I guess bonus action help then. <laughs> He's doing his best. Yeah, absolutely. And work. All right, bonus action help on the one that's already damaged. Yes, that'd Perfect. be correct. All right, and then Salem, it is your turn. Salem <laughs> looked at this mess and is simply going to swipe out with the um, Shadow Blade once again. All right, perfect. Got a 27 to hit this time. Yeah, that definitely hits. For 17 points of Psychic. Okay, 17 points of Psychic. Uh, was that on the one that Pierre was helping with, so you had advantage? Uh, the other one, I didn't roll okay. advantage, so. Okay, yep. perfect. Um, <laughs> still don't want to punch these things. Uh, <laughs> are there, there's like a, a table with like no things on it anymore after Lonlin broke it all, yeah? Uh, yeah, definitely, behind you. <laughs> um, and with perfect. your Shadow Blade, you don't have to be right beside, do you? I do for melee attacks. I don't. If I, I, I can throw it, uh, but I, I didn't. I, oh, I swiped it at that cool. time. Um, I will provoke and walk away. Okay. Uh, it actually used its reaction to split. Um, and, oh, okay. But just for hitting it with a shadow blade, you do take four points of acid damage. Got it. All yeah. right. <sighs> uh, back away, and then I'll just um, try and flip the table and. Ram the table into this thing. <laughs> I just, I, just, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, you flip the table and ram it for. Make. Oh God. Uh, I'm gonna say. I imagine the table's not a finesse weapon, is it? I'm gonna say the table is not a finesse weapon. I'm sorry. Yeah, that but, that checks. That's okay. But I think you can um, still make an attack for sure. I will attack the one that Pierre's helping move then. Okay. Um, and we've got a. 19 to hit. Definitely hits. How much damage do I deal with the table? Uh, I think you deal... <laughs> I'm gonna say it's basically like a club. So deal 1d6. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Uh, table for <laughs> three points of damage. Alright. Perfect. Uh, yeah. You slam this table in and like instantly you start to hear a little bit of dissolving. Uh, but uh, yeah, not my skin at least. Not your skin at least. Uh, anything else, Salem? Um, take cover behind the remnants of the table. <laughs> Hold it out like a you know like a like a tiger tamer up towards yeah. the zoos. <laughs> Bad gelatinous mass. Back into your cage. You see, like a little section of it, like forms into a like a rough imitation of a lion's mouth, kind of like Slimer from Pokemon. Um, oh God, and it's just like chomping. Uh, at like the feet of the table uh, and just like chomp wait Slimer from Pokemon no, or Slimer from Ghostbusters definitely Slimer from Ghostbusters <laughs> okay, or... I was like, did I miss a Pokemon no uh, what is that Pokemon <laughs> that I'm thinking of the one that's like the pollution Pokemon though there's a lot oh, you mean like coughing oh, muck muck Grimer muck. yeah muck. muck muck from Pokemon Brrr. or Slimer from Ghostbusters yeah <laughs> amazing okay got it uh, it is that's now me. the Raven's turn uh, and the ravens are going to fly off, all except for the one that is on your head, Longlin. Um, he kind of like seems like the leader. Uh, 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 calls out to the other ravens. They all flap their wings. 
uh, fly off of you and dive bomb the ooze. They will probably hit. No. Oh my god, they missed. They rolled a two. Oh no, they, they're cursed. They touched me. <laughs> uh, they dive bomb the ooze and just like that shell that is on top of it, they just kind of like slam into the shell and like skip off, like rocks skipping off water. Um, leaving behind like this trail of ink behind them uh, and then they kind of fly around and start cawing indignantly uh, but they do they, it has to hit I think with the thing uh, yeah or hits it cool uh, or touches it well I'm gonna say they take 1d4 of damage then alright uh, you see as uh, two of the ravens uh, of this swarm just kind of like they look like maybe they hit that wrong and they're kind of flapping a little bit more awkwardly but they are just circling around the ooze uh, the ooze is now going to go uh, the ooze is going to uh, yeah first of all you watch as like that shell that was around the ooze uh, fades back in it just kind of melts away uh, the ooze just becomes a pile of moving ooze again and uh, it's going to make two pseudopod attacks, uh, one against Andrew and one against Salem, because each of you has attacked. So each one of those takes one attack. I'm going to use protection against the one going for Salem, because I know he's very, or they're very squishy. Okay. Uh, so is that disadvantage or is that, uh, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's disadvantage. Cool. Sorry, Andrew. Uh, the one going against Salem I'm got good. a... 6 plus 5 is 11 is going to miss. The one yeah, going against not. Andrew. Oh, Bring it on! Damn it. It was so close to a crit, and then it rolled. Uh, it No, it misses. Uh, yes! <laughs> it rolled It rolled to a 2. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hate that they're right beside each other sometimes. Uh, you get your hopes up. You're like, oh, it's going to be a 20. Oh, it's a 2. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, both of these pseudopods try to swing out towards you and you guys effortlessly just dodge out of the way of this and Lonlin, it is your turn so still not moving and I just imagine her just holding her arm out not moving her head for <laughs> Salem um, and against the one that has taken like it's all one mass now is it or is, are they still split it's still split there are two now Okay, uh, which one is looking the roughest? I uh, will... There's one that actually that Salem just hit uh, with the Shadow Blade is slightly, is slightly smaller than the other pile. There's slightly like less coherence to its form. Okay, I will... I'm going to cast Sleep at second level against the one that has taken damage. Okay. Amazing. So that's 5d8 plus higher levels an additional 2d8. God. Uh, so that's 22 plus another 2d8. Uh, 29. Amazing. Uh, what is the radius of sleep again? It is 90 feet. 90 foot radius or 90 foot range? Uh, it's range area 90 by 20. Oh, yeah. So range of 90 and a radius of 20 feet. Uh, 
I'm, I'm probably going to get everyone then. I don't know. Well, my question is, uh, how, how many hit points does Salem and how many hit points does Pierre have? Pierre has less than me. <laughs> <laughs> so readily. <laughs> He's got 25 left. Okay. Oh. And <laughs> Salem? 30. <laughs> the ooze has 24. Oh! Oh, damn! So the ooze... Um, which I've never pictured an ooze falling asleep before. Um, but now I just imagine that like this ooze fully stops moving and you watch as like a bubble forms in its center uh, and just goes... <laughs> and the bubble collapses. <laughs> bubble collapses. Uh, as this ooze with 24... Damn, I was kind of hoping to get Pierre there. Uh, whew. Uh, this one falls asleep. Uh, so there's only one ooze back up. What else would you like to do, Lundlin? Very slowly, as to not move my head, <laughs> I'm going ah. to walk towards Pierre ah. and just <laughs> try not to move my head, just get as close <laughs> to Pierre as possible. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so is Pierre still? Pierre's Pierre's still awake because okay, it, sleep okay. takes out the person with the lowest number of HP first. Perfect. I am just going to whisper to Pierre. Try to get back as far as you can, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, just be as close as I can to Pierre for now. And Perfect. that's my turn. Uh, Pierre, you see, he kind of like just for like momentarily like takes a long blink, like that one of those like. I'm very tired, long blinks. Shakes his head. Oh, great. Well, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll help and then bounce. Uh, that I, sorry. Some of the tadpoles were saying that earlier when I reconnected. Anyway, it, it sounded wrong coming from me. I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, Andrew, it's your turn. No, Pierre, that was actually really clever. I liked it. You can keep <laughs> doing that. Um, what the fuck do I do? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the quarterstaff. Is it damaged like my sword was? Oh, yes. Sorry, yes. Okay. The quarterstaff also took a minus one damage penalty. Say I snap it in half. Is that penalty still going to be there? I'm going to say you're going to have a broken quarterstaff. Like with, two clubs? With two maybe? clubs, each with a minus one. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look and see if there's a table that has, like, two legs that are semi-close together. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to, like, run towards it, grab hold of the, the legs, and then just kind of jump up and then slam down with my feet to kind of break it <laughs> off from the table. Amazing. Uh, there's only, like, Salem has the only one that's fully clear of stuff, but you see there is another table. Actually, just roll me a luck check. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, 14. A 14. Yeah, you see that there's one table that is just covered in papers. There's nothing like volatile on this pa on this thing. You feel you could probably sweep those papers off and without too much issue. Uh, and you jump up, you break off the two legs, and now you have two legs in hand. Nice! I'm a club that ooze now. Alright. Uh, you go forward and uh, make your attacks. Alrighty. Um... I'm assuming the one that's still awake, not the one that is... Uh, yes, no, of course, like, yeah. Okay. Uh, does a 12 hit the ooze? A uh, 12 does. Ooze ah! is famously not very dexterous. That is fair. Yeah. Uh, I also had a nat 20. 
on, on the second oh, one. Shit. Nice. Let's go. Okay. Um, uh, okay. So I'm going to be rolling three d four plus ten damage. Uh, uh, that's going to be twenty damage. It, that's all together. Yeah, it's all together. Uh, that's from the the two attacks I have in my attack action. Yes. So, what happens is the first one, as uh, soon as four and a, uh, so it's nine damage on this uh, first one. Perfect. Uh, you slam this down, um, and you watch as the ooze. Um, you kind of see like an elastic coating covering the ooze, as it seems like it gains immediate resistance to bludgeoning damage. Um, oh, but. With your second attack, because you got a nat 20, I'm going to say, rather than immunity for that attack, it only has resistance for that attack. That's fair. All right. Uh, I guess uh, uh, Andrew or Cricket wouldn't have been smart enough to switch weapons. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to drop the club and then draw out um, peace. Uh, uh, sorry, how much was the second instance of damage? Total? The second instance of damage was uh, 6 plus 5, 11. Thank you very much. So I guess five. Uh, but my offhand attack will then be with uh, with peace. My my offhand longsword. All right. Uh, sixteen. Uh, sixteen does hit. Nice. Uh, and you go and you slash through this thing, this rubbery coating covering this ooze, and you watch as it again. <laughs> I <splits>. messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> Try hitting it harder. It's. But it's not resistance to slashing this turn. That's good. Yeah. Um, in that case, I'm going to use Wait, a... Wait, sorry, nope. Oh. It is always resistant to slashing. That's fair. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, I'm just going to use my uh, Bardic Inspiration to make a slashing attack. So okay. I'm adding five damage to the first one, and I guess the second one also takes that five damage. So 15 to one, I guess down to seven? And then two to the other. Okay. That's Perfect. my turn. Sorry, guys. I did it again. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that it was only on a reaction that could uh, react to slashing like that. Turns uh, out I was wrong. That was its reaction. Oh. It didn't, oh. Yeah. Because it, it got it back at the end at uh, its turn. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew. I'm going to have to teach you math after this. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not a bad idea. One ooze bad, two ooze worse. Four oozes, <laughs> really not good. Oh, there's only three. Three? It's... Well, fine. Still worse than two. <laughs> it's Salem, do you need me to teach you math? <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh, I think this is more of a case of perception at the moment and observation, but you know, that feels like a bit of, uh... anyway, it's my turn. What do I do? <laughs> Um, Pierre is going to help uh, on the most damaged one, and then he's going to leave. Okay. So he'll do a double help action and then jump. Perfect. Yeah, he does a double help action, uh, and he jumps back, and because this thing has used its reaction, uh, he does not provoke any opportunity attacks. Huzzah! Perfect. Salem, you have two oozes in front of you still like slithering and acidifying the floor and there's one calmly bubbling and blah, 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 blah. bubble I'm going to look for water okay do I see water uh make me a luck check all right got a <laughs> spending my inspiration okay 
Uh, ten. A ten? Yes. Uh, there is, like, an eyewash station, and beside that you see a, like, a tap, and actually underneath the tap there is a bucket that looks like it has already been filled. Alright, I'm gonna run for the bucket. Okay. Um, and I'm going to hurl it at the ooze. Okay. Alright. Uh... And then I'm going to shout at Lonlin. Lonlin! Break it! <laughs> and, and point at the, the eyewash station. <laughs> There'll be a hose in there! Okay, she'll give a thumbs up, not moving her head. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, may I just ask, what are you trying to accomplish with the water? I don't know, I figure oozes are acidic, water is a base. Have right. you ever played... Salem is... Have you ever played Super Mario Sunshine? <laughs> <laughs> Salem is reasonably clever. Yeah. Uh, 14 in, 18 wisdom, I figure they can reckon that uh, acid bad, water bad for acid. Alright, perfect. Uh... I'm going to say make an attack roll, and I'm going to say this is essentially acid damage that the thing is taking, but that it is, like, acid damage that it's not resistant to, if that makes gotcha. sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, all right. I'm going to reckon I'm not proficient with buckets, um, but <laughs> I, I'm going to guess it, it is a dexterity attack. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a uh, 16. Perfect. Uh with a 16, you absolutely hit. There are three oozes. Which one are you aiming for? Uh, the same one I was playing Lion Tamer with. Okay. Uh, which is, That's the one that's split into two. I think. No, that's not. That's oh. the one that's asleep. Cricket, yeah, the other, the other one Cricket was fighting. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, the one that's asleep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel bad, but... <laughs> does, does that mean I get advantage on it? Uh, yeah, they it's incapacitated. Yeah. Okay, it's just a hit. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Lillian. Uh, and I'm going to say with water deal or like roll god I don't know 2d6 uh, plus your dex of acid nice. damage sure why not we've got 13 13 perfect uh, this thing like it's just in the process of bubbling uh, with a, uh, this water splashes over top of it you I'm watch Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I've got about a section left that after. Okay, cool. Yeah, you watch as it just uh, instantly, like, that bubble pops. Uh, it kind of falls in on itself, and you hear a sound of acid hitting acid as just like this, like, it's like oil on water in a hot skillet kind of sound of like, as like little things are popping and sizzling. Uh, as this thing kind of shrivels and shrinks. Uh, and then your bonus action. I am going to do a flurry of blows on the eyewash station. <laughs> Amazing. Make your attacks. Uh, I've got a... Uh, tw dirty 20! To punch the eyewash station! Dirty 20! And then a 21. Uh, so 15 points of bludgeoning damage total to the eyewash station. Amazing. Water starts spraying up uh, out of the like hole where this was attached to the wall. Uh, the eyewash station water is just spraying high pressure. Uh, absolutely, like it could soak Salem if you would like, or Salem is also very dexterous and monkey, monkish. Uh, could totally get out of the way if they would prefer and not get any water on them. Salem doesn't want to be soaked, so <laughs> out of the way. All right. Perfect. Uh, yeah, there is now water streaming out, beginning to uh, coat the floor. It's not quite at the other 
uh, oozes yet, but it's getting pretty close. Uh, all right. Uh, it is the raven's turn. The swarm of ravens are just going to dive bomb. Uh, actually, Lonlin, which one would you like them to dive bomb? There's the one that's... There's the two like small ones, and then there's the one medium one that was just asleep that had just been attacked. Uh, I feel like they'd have a better chance against one of the smaller ones. Okay, perfect. They will uh, dive bomb the one that looks the most hurt, and they just managed to hit. These ravens are not rolling very well, but they dive bomb, and you watch as these like ink ravens pick up little pieces of the uh, ooze and start like pulling it up and then dropping it into the water. Ravens are very cunning, and they saw, I think, what happened with the water, and they're just starting to, like, peck and pick, and it's almost like uh, like a cartoon version of piranhas, but these are ravens from the air, just tearing this one ooze apart as one of the small oozes, the one that was most damaged, is fully gone. Good uh, birdies. Good birdies. <laughs> uh, the one on your head, uh, ha! Uh, and you instantly sense pride in this raven. Uh, and then it is the ooze's turn. Uh, there are two ooze left. There is the small one, uh, which is kind of rubbery. And then there's the other one, which I guess has... Well, I guess it's instantly formed resistance to acid, but I said it wasn't resistant, but it's going to be resistant for acid for the next part. I don't know. It formed uh, It formed a lab coat. It formed a leather lab coat uh, that is just kind of like floating on top of this ooze uh, and protecting it from more acid. Uh, and it is going to go... I'm going to do one pseudopod against uh, Cricket and the one... Uh, actually, Lonlin, you moved up to where uh, Pierre was, right? So you're beside one as well? Yes. Cool. I'm going to do one on each of you. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's two nat ones, guys. What are you, oh are you serious? God. Two nat ones. Oh my are god. Are you serious? I'm serious. <laughs> what is going on with this resilient ooze? We're uh, just badass. I'm uh, sorry. It's yeah. just, that's what it is. Apparently. You watch as both of these oozes, the one that is kind of rubbery and the other one that just got hit by the water, uh, they kind of lunge towards each of you. Both of them, uh, as they're lunging, you see some of the water from the side uh, just like fully jets into them and they each take seven points of acid damage. The one isn't resistant, so it takes a full seven and then the other one is now resistant because of its weird leather lab coat. Uh, so <laughs> it only takes three points of acid damage, but... Uh, they both just miss horribly uh, and are now like in water and they are not liking it. They try to like pull their bodies back. Um, actually, yeah, they are both going to try to move back away from you guys because you guys are too close to the water. So there's two. Opportunity attack? Absolutely. That provoke opportunity attacks. Fantastic. I don't have my sword out, so I'm just going to punch it. Okay. <laughs> what could go wrong? Absolutely. Uh, that's cocked. <laughs> well, I'm using my inspiration. <laughs> that goes to jail. Um, okay, that's better. Uh, that is uh, 25. Uh, 25 definitely hits a noose. That's uh, six punching damage. 
six punching damage. Uh, there's, yeah, uh, the one that uh, like was kind of covered in that rubbery coating moves back. You go down, you punch it. Um, as you punch it, you watch as your fist just kind of, have you ever seen videos of Ublek? Um, which is like a cornstarch and water mix. I have not. Uh, it's this thing where if you uh, touch it gently, you can sink your hand in. But if you punch it hard, it basically repels your fist. Um, but you can send like weird ripples through it. It's this really cool substance. Um, anyway, uh, you do that, but you feel your, at first that resistance from the rubbery coating. Um, but your fist just drives right through. Uh, you crack right to the ground as this ooze kind of sprays apart, but unfortunately, as it does, it sprays you for four points of acid damage, Lomlin. Four, I have to roll concentration. Uh, but the small, the other small ooze is gone. Uh, uh, bless is still up. All right, perfect. And uh, Cricket, did you want to take an attack of opportunity? Uh, I'm worried. I don't want to damage my weapons anymore. Actually, I'll, I'll make one with the um, the club. But okay. you can use your fists. <laughs> ah, I'm good. Uh, I what does I, does eleven hit? An eleven does hit. Oh my god! All right, me. Uses are very not dexterous. That is fair. Uh, actually, wait. I've used one of these clubs before. Does a ten hit? A ten does hit. Oh my god. Yep. Alright, well, uh, I deal six damage with the leftover table chair. Okay. That, yeah! That medium one uh, has already made itself uh, resistant to acid damage, and so can't do anything against the table chair damage. Ah. Uh, and you watch as most of that goes through, and it's at too few hit points to do a split. Uh, so this thing is just... <laughs> <laughs> not looking good. It's just like like cheesy pizza. It's like held together by just strands right now. Um, and it's trying to like, there's like acid burns in this thing. Uh, and it does not seem like it's feeling happy. Uh, and it just moves back. Uh, and then Lonlin, it is your turn. Yeah. There's only one ooze left. And that's the one that's resistant to slashing? No. That's I'm the having one a very is... hard time keeping track no, of these No, it's <laughs> very, it's totally okay. This is the one that's got the weird leather lab coat on that's resistant to ab acid damage. It was the one that was asleep. Okay. Yeah. I, I am going to pull out my longsword this time. All right. And I will look up to the raven and just say, you done mighty good today. Thank you, Blackberry. And I am going to <laughs> try not to move my head as much. I'm going to try and pick a slash at this thing with my longsword. <sighs> Pride blinks at you, nods. Uh, everyone else, you can see this raven like puffs out its inky feathers on its chest uh, and seems very content. Uh, that's 13. The 13 definitely hits. And Longland. This thing has two hit points left. <laughs> How would you like to do this? Uh, since she's trying to be so careful as to not upset the raven, she's going to just sort of make a motion to kind of poke it to try and skewer it. And it just 
surprisingly, it's just very easy for her. She wasn't kind of expecting it, so she kind of stumbles forward a little and just <laughs> kind of withdraws, and she's like, oh. <laughs> oh, it's done, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Uh, yeah. Well, well. Yeah. Look uh, at that. Is your longsword... Uh, Naturally. It is a plus one, yes. It is a plus one. Perfect. Yes. In that case, nothing happens to it. Yeah. That's a really good idea with the water. Well, you know, Lizette's not here. Somebody's got to be the brains of the outfit. Yeah. yeah. We no. do need to have someone with the brain cell. <laughs> oh, thank God Lizette left it with us, though. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, there's been times where folks, folks have left, and it's it's just really, it's it's changed the whole thing. I mean, when when you left and went on your... Your, uh, oh, God. magical, magical, uh, yeah, Captain. <laughs> Look over, happened. yes. Well, and you, Cricket, uh, Andrew, you, um, you, you had an experience, if I recall correctly. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just gonna press it, I'm just gonna press it to of iron right under your nose, <laughs> or minor illusion, the end of iron under your nose. <laughs> Am I like having blood. a stroke? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, no, let's put a toast. It's just, just too dumb for this to work on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to look over at Lunlin and uh, just tug on my raven feather a little bit. I like your new friends. I like them too. I don't know if they're hanging out and staying though. <laughs> you watch as like the other like swarm of raven, like the rest of the swarm, just comes over, lands back on Lonlin's shoulder, and just glares at Salem. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, there's room for there's room for two birds in this outfit. You see, uh, the one on the top uh, is like fully looking at the feather in your hand, and then turns its head in scoff. Oh, you, you're gonna be like that then, are you? Well, I'll have you know this feather was 100% ethically harvested. Huh. Yes. And you don't have feathers. Do you have ink? <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't see what you're in a tiff about. <laughs> uh, and with that, the, uh, the most of the ink kind of eventually like kind of fade or drips down, uh, loses substance, but some of it flows into the one raven, uh, and you see that there's now one raven on just perched on the top of Lonlin's head. Uh, leaving ink stain like anytime it like moves its foot, it does leave little ink stains on Lonlin's head. You could try to take it off of your head if you would like Lonlin. No, Lonlin has uh, has accepted this new life. <laughs> <laughs> with a with a bird on her head. <laughs> as, as long as it doesn't shit on her, she's happy. <laughs> I mean, can it? I mean, I don't think it could. I don't think it motherhood. Could. Motherhood looks good on you, love. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. Marcus here. Just wanted to thank you so much for your patience. I know it's been a while since our last episode release. It's been a very busy start to the school year. And uh, yeah, anyway, a few technical problems, stuff like that to figure out. And I just wasn't able to get to this until this week. So 
If you're still listening, thank you so much for staying with us. If you're just discovering us, welcome. And I hope you really, really enjoy what we do here. If you do, please uh, tell some friends, post about it, or, you know, keep it a secret and keep it private just for yourself. Whatever you need to do, you do you. It's all good. Thank you all so much. And uh, let's get back to the episode. back everyone from break thank you for rejoining us so as you finish off the ooze with this raven of ink sitting atop Lonlin's head uh you hear after a couple of minutes the door cracks open and eustace uh pops his head in oh good huh you survived oh wow uh oh my god thank you so much for dealing with that like i mean tuesdays am i right <laughs> Yeah, and this honestly does actually sound like a Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, to, uh, it's it does happen here more frequently than we would like. So, who but, typically deals with all this stuff when they come up? Um, and uh, he just kind of like looks over at this like, uh, you see like copper piping uh running along the ceiling of the room, um with like little sparkers in front of each of them. Uh we we have protocols. Just they're like kind of extreme. <laughs> but oh. you, you never know. Like sometimes they're like a news that can dissolve through the floor and into the new republic of sewer system and then they like gain sentience and uh then we have like a news overlord or sorry something. that's hmm? that's sounding very very specific nope nope don't have a news overlord at all <laughs> wipes uh like his hair back uh you see his hands come away a little bit greasy and he just kind of wipes them on his apron on his uh, lab coat insight check uh, yeah, you can absolutely inside check. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, a 22. If we do, I'd rather not know, personally. So <laughs> I'm just not going to make one. <laughs> I want to know. Uh, with the 22, um, you know two things. First of all, he has greasy hair because he hasn't washed recently. Um, but also, uh, Marcus, the GM, was making a joke and does not want to commit to this bit. <laughs> <laughs> nice wow oh my god so the dc for the dc for understanding the meta is 20 uh uh at the moment just right now specifically the dc was exactly 22 I, oh, damn. I appreciate damn. your honesty okay all right all right <sighs> what are the dc for like deceiving or, or like deceiving the dm <laughs> uh, i'm pretty certain based on how gullible I know myself to be, the DC has got to be something like 13. Like, it's low. 
it's oh nice yeah uh i mean definitely i'm omnipotent and oh omniscient. you know on that note actually uh eustace you promised me to get a long sword with that uh uh, the boom stuff, right? We're not done, are we? Wait, we're, are we done? Are, that's, that's okay, wait. Hey, if we Richard, go through another one of these I said rooms, the DC for deceiving the me personally was thirteen. The DC for deceiving my NPCs is much higher, at least fourteen <laughs> or fifteen, even. All right, let me give that a shot. <laughs> uh, I will assist you. Oh, thank you. Okay, I'm actually going to make the DC crazy high because you're trying to rewrite history at the moment. I got a dirty 20. Jesus Christ. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. He does. He knows that it, he he still understands. He's like, huh. well, I definitely promised that you could uh, take a look at it again, but we don't actually have a, a working version. We're, B-57 is still, um, you know, development but if you want to help us refine it you i'm I, sure that would be great Andrew. i would personally love to help refine <laughs> that thing I, I think we both gain a lot from from that experience we we really oh uh, yeah we i'm sure you have a lot of valuable knowledge to, anyway tour uh walks just fully goes um and uh, the last place he shows you, uh, he says, now, uh, this is uh, something that we've just started working on, but we have observed that some creatures have a way of kind of like uh, redirecting damage or like transferring damage from themselves to someone else. Uh, so we have just started like only a couple months ago, a damage displacement department. Uh, and you see that there's actually like a a room that just has glass on it um, and there's just uh, a whole at first you see like mostly you see like pillows and stuff on the side um, but you see a few like sharp weapons and stuff hanging from the ceiling um, and you see five lab techs uh, in there all of whom are just laughing uproariously. It's a soundproof room, so you can't actually hear anything, but you just, from the, through the glass, you can just he, like hear them or see them laughing. And like, you'll see like one of them goes over, uh, punches one of the other lab techs. And you, you see, he like holds his own jaw. And then he starts like laughing even more uproariously. Is that normal? It's, um, it's not, normal per se uh but we you know just in its infancy and we're just kind of trying things out you watch as another one like grabs one of the swords uh from up top uh swings it and just like tries to like kneecap one of the other lab techs um connects and you watch as uh the lab tech themselves that was swinging the sword like a cut appears on their leg uh they look down and then they just start laughing and laughing and they throw the sword just up into the ceiling and it just boing, impales itself in the ceiling and everyone sees that, pauses, and then laughs. <laughs> uh, it's all silent because it's all through glass. Um, but uh, you watch as like, he, the one who like has the cut on his leg now, just slaps his leg um, and uh, nothing happens. But then one of the other uh, people 
uh, holds up a finger uh, as if to say, like, I got you, comes over, just slaps the the one, uh, gets a red foot handprint on his own face, but you see that the uh, the cut heals itself closed. Um, I don't know. These, um, these five have been in there for a while. I honestly have no idea if this is normal or not. They are, I mean, their morale is very high. They're laughing all of the time. It's weird that you're questioning if this is normal. This doesn't look normal. <laughs> um, Lonlin, I apologize. You're right. It's not very normal, but by comparison to other things that happen in the R&D department, this uh, I mean they they yeah, they're hurting mostly themselves, but then also kind of each other, but they're also kind of like healing each other and I don't really know how it works, but So the masochists. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're uh yeah. Lizette's going to be so disappointed that she missed this. <laughs> oh my god, yeah! Yeah, I was going to say! <laughs> I mean, this is like right up her weird alley. <laughs> uh, you watch uh, as you guys are observing, um, they start to kind of like uh, escalate a little bit, and they're trying to like, it looks like they're very clearly trying to test the bounds, and Eustace uh, begins like drumming his fingers on his chest. Um... I'm not certain that this uh, th I'm th I'm not certain that this is great. Uh, and you watch as they're like these, the five lab techs in there are fully like laughing uproariously, but they're like trying to be as destructive as possible um, and just like throwing things. Um, I, um, Should I don't we stop them. Uh, it would be better than using the other uh, com containment methods that we have. Um, but that also, I, you don't want to ask to, you did already provide us with the service. Um, I don't want to ask. I'm already walking up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we already can, walking. <laughs> we can talk about payment later. Let's just help. <laughs> you are employees of MacGuffin. So I feel like the conversation about payment is something that's not really part of my pay. Thank you. There's a lot okay. of contract stuff, especially when we take on different missions. There, it's there like a, uh, Into departmental work and everything, you know, uh, Pat used to on the shoulder as I walked past and joined the rest of them. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you guys open the door, and as soon as you do... Uh, it's commission systems! That's what I'm thinking of! <laughs> you say commission systems, there is a pause from inside, and then just... <laughs> as everyone starts uh laughing uproariously inside these things see these lab technicians see you uh and you see they just start these laughing things? Even more. these <sighs> are they servants of the ooze lord <laughs> uh they turn to you uh point laugh uh and you see that all of them just grab things and start throwing them at you uh, because suddenly you're now part of the game. Can everybody please roll initiative? Great. <laughs> All right. Oh my. Natural 20. Ooh, 25. Snap. Whoa. All and right. here, I was thinking I was getting a good score of 22. All right. 22 for Andrew. So I rolled another one, but with my shield, I got a five, so I have a six. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. 
Wow, oh, London. One day, one day you'll get a good uh, initiative score. Uh, what about Pierre? Uh, Pierre got a 16. All right, perfect. Uh, as you open the door, they start throwing things at you. Um, they're laughing. They very much want you to be part of this game, but it definitely looks like they have gone kind of above and uh, beyond. And can uh, we are at the top of initiative. Salem, it is your turn. The door closes behind you, um, and you just see Eustace like, there giving you a thumbs up through the glass, looking nervous. Uh, Salem's going to look around the place for any sign of what has caused this. Okay. If there's like any like weird concoctions or strange devices or anything of the sort. Yeah, uh, make just a, a yeah, free action investigation check or perception, sure. whichever you prefer. Uh, 24 investigation. All right. Uh, you can see uh, five empty uh, vials. Looks like they all drank something. Um <laughs> And uh, you don't see any, like, lab equipment to make more of this. Uh, you get the sense that this was probably brought into them. Um, but yeah, there are the five people and there are five empty vials. Uh, and I think, yeah, you probably get the sense with that 24 that they drank it probably less than an hour ago. Um, I'm going to... Um, <sighs> Prestidigitation says harmless sensory effect yeah is it is like the odor of of like vomit harmless i mean it is technically harmless because it's not going to reduce their hp all right yeah i'm going to look at the closest one and just create the scent the odor of vomit right under his nose amazing uh make me a arcana or deception check let's do deception all right uh, i've got a 23 uh, 23. Uh, you, uh, cat, like, create the scent of vomit. You watch as this thing's, like, this one person's eyes. Uh, this person that you do it to, uh, is a wood elf. A hard to identify, like, no obvious gender signs. Uh, you would assume right, non so this wood elf. Yep. Um, and, uh, you watch as, like, their eyes bug out they instantly like hold their stomach uh and just start vomiting you watch as the other four people in the room pause look point laugh <laughs> this guy uh or this person this wood elf uh in the midst of vomiting uh is also still laughing uh, what <laughs> no no, no. Oh, that's way worse than i thought it would be i was i was just playing that one I was just trying to get the stuff out of their, ch their systems, but oh god! I mean, it's working. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna quicken out a prestidigitation for myself. Thank you. There's just the scent of roses. Just clean it up. Just clean it up. <laughs> nope. You can clean it. I have to grapple them. I think. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm roses. I hate you. <laughs> Worth the two sorcery points. <laughs> it could have been so much better. <laughs> it's still coming out. What do you want? <laughs> Uh, I can't make what's inside their system disappear. Uh, I Once am done. I, <laughs> sit down. That's amazing. Uh, Andrew, it is your turn. Uh, you uh, I'm going one of them to is vomiting. The other ones are just laughing at the one that's vomiting. I'm going to uh, take out my um, uh, 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 oh my god, 
The word. What is it? It's the thing that stops things from moving. The immovable rod? Yes, immovable rod. Oh, oh my god. Rods. Uh, just... I'm gonna pass it off to Pierre, and I'm just gonna say, Alright, let's tag team these guys! Yeah, you don't have to hand your Andrew's rod unless you'd like to, just so you know. <laughs> um, Cricket, or yes. Andrew, sorry, can you please just make me a luck check? Because sure. last time you used the immovable rod, something happened to it. Did it? Yeah. Yes, oh, it I did. A, I got a seven. I don't remember it. Uh, you have the immovable rod, but as you pass it to uh, to Pierre, you see that the button that activates it is holding out. Hold, like, it's fallen out. It's just... If you remember, last time you tried to stop the far gear... Oh. And I'm pretty certain that it did enough that I said that it was broken but repairable, but it hasn't yet been repaired. Oh, shoot. Okay. You're right. Um, yeah. I can't remember so, exactly what, what it was, but let's just say that that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, could you still theoretically activate it? Like, if you had, like, a pen? Like, Theor like... Theoretically, you could. <laughs> reaching for the pen. <laughs> Alright. Pierre has a decent sleight of hand. I believe in him. <laughs> uh, Pierre, I'll, I'm, I'll I, I, I'm going to rush from the other room, just I'll kind of... Steal a pen and give it to him as well. <laughs> I believe in you, Pierre. I um, believe in you. Thank you. I'm gonna try and grapple one of the weaker-looking like lab techs. Okay, perfect. Yeah, there's uh, they're all like pretty weak-looking lab techs. They are just uh, you know scientists. They're not quite weak. Hmm. I'm not touching that one. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> it has an advantage to escape because of the mucosa, mucus, like, <laughs> like, like slimy nature of its vomit, maybe, or I don't know. I'm just going to jump at one of the other ones, and I'm going to try and grapple him. Okay. That's a nat 20. That's a nat 1 for me. Oh my god. Can I get oh. two of them with that? <laughs> uh, with a nat 1 and a nat 20 on the opposed, yeah, you get two of them with that. Nice! As, uh, yeah, there's two of them just standing side by side, um, laughing uproariously, and you just instantly go over and grapple two of them, and they pause. Hey, come on, man, that's not so fun. Get in the spirit of it. But they, like, just give you a hug. They just fully give you a hug. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I I bet you guys are having a lot of fun, but you know what will be more fun? Being on the ground. Um, <laughs> the ground is awesome. Let's go to the ground. And they try to, like, pull you to the ground. Oh, they're going to... Okay, well, I no, would also try to pull them to the ground. Yeah, you, you can absolutely pull them to the ground. They're just... They're not... Like, with, two nat, with a nat 1 and your nat 20, they are fully on board with going to the ground. Cool. Uh, but going I still to want to control it. Yeah, for sure. You do control it. All right, I'm going to use inspiration because I did not like that last athletics roll. Uh, wow. Okay, well, oh, I got an 11. Uh, keep your inspiration. Uh, oh. I'm just going to say with that with that nat 20 and the nat 1, they're not resisting you. you can oh, just, wow. Okay, so I can just put them onto the ground and just you, kind of hold them there. You can put them onto the ground for sure. On their turn, they might try to, like, break up, but they okay. are on the ground underneath you. I'm just going to try and, like, coax them into a way so they're, they're on top of each other, so they take a, like... If, if I can, like, pin one down, I can pin both of them down kind of thing. All right. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, for right now, we'll say that they are both pinned. Cool. All right. All right. That's my turn. Cool. 
Awesome. Uh, it is now the turn of the first set of Nilbogs. I mean, humans. Sorry, what? I mean, they're definitely just scientists. Uh, perfect. Um, <laughs> they're definitely scientists. Okay, the first group is the group of two. Um, and I'm just going to say, for the sake of ease, their numbers, they, they on their lab coats, they've got giant numbers, one and two. It looks like someone like just scrawled it with a Sharpie. Uh, this was another joke that they made to each other. Um, so, uh, and number one and two, just for ease, I think are going to be the ones that, uh, that you just uh, grappled. And both of them are going to look at you. Um, one of them is going to point at you and say, Hey, what did the lab tech say to the intruder? Huh? I, I don't know. You're, you're being Neither a... do I! Uh, points at you and casts hideous laughter. Oh, no. Uh, so the first one, can you make a uh, wisdom saving throw? Uh, he find, By the way, he finds the joke hilarious that he doesn't know that, that there's a punchline. Uh, I'm going to inspire that. All right. I don't want to roll a three. 14? A 14 uh, succeeds. Oh, thank God. Uh, as this thing just starts laughing uproariously, almost as if he subjected himself to hideous laughter. Uh, but seeing that you don't love it as much, just hmm, and kind of just harumps. Uh, he doesn't care. He's not going to try to uh, move. Uh, the one, I think, directly below is going to look at the one that is currently vomiting, who we'll say is number three, um, and then point over at Salem and say, the sight of you makes him makes them vomit. <laughs> uh, and he's going to cast Vicious Mockery on you. Uh, <laughs> can you uh, make a wisdom save, Salem? Rude. <laughs> Only a 12. A 12 does succeed. Oh, Good, good. Uh, Sailor, yeah. doubted myself for a second there. <laughs> uh, says that, and then says, oh, you didn't like it. Blah! <laughs> and they're just going to laugh un pinned underneath Andrew. Uh, what would Pierre like to do? Uh, Pierre's going to try and uh, do what I told him to do. All so right. he's going to rush over and kind of like take a like like put the removal rod like right where I was, kind of uh, straddling them, and then uh, act, try and activate it. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say he's going to need to make a sleight of hand check with disadvantage to try to activate it. That's fair. Could I uh, like have used my bonus action last turn to inspire him for this? Uh, yeah. Because go I for don't it. think I did anything for my bonus action. Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. All right. Oh, okay. Well, he's definitely going to roll this. Um... Oh, that's a dirty 20. Oh, Pierre! Pierre, all right. With a dirty 20, uh, Pierre, using his, like, dexterous fingers, is, like, able to hold the, the move rod down. And just, like... Um, you realize that he actually like has one hand free because he's holding the other end of the rod down with his tongue <laughs> at, and then just like grabs a very like the pen takes it apart uh finds just like a very small like pin essentially uh pokes it in and you watch as the immovable rod activates 
uh, pinning these two down below, who just look up and say, Oh, I'm touched. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I would say you moved me, but you didn't. Oh! Those are terrible jokes. <laughs> Stop. Uh, one of the other uh, humans goes, uh, from, like one of the other lab techs says, well, we are lab technicians. We're not comedians. <laughs> oh my God. Laudlin, please shut them up. <laughs> I think this is quite poetic justice, honestly. Yeah, uh, let's see. There's three more. Uh, one is vomiting. I'm going to say is too distracted by vomit to actually do anything. Um, but the other ones, uh, one, so I'm going to say four is going to uh, point to Salem uh, and just say what do you say or sorry what is what do you call I'm sorry I'm I'm not good at jokes what do you call an onion that drops a beat a rapscallion <laughs> uh, hideous laughter on Salem <laughs> Wisdom saving throw, right? Yep. <laughs> Fifteen. All right. No, no problem at all. Oh God. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I, I, you're right. That's atrocious. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the other one, the last one, is going to uh, look at Lonlin and make a really stupid joke. Um, how do you measure a snake? My feet? No, they don't have any. <laughs> uh, hideous laughter on Lonlin. Lonlin is actually gonna laugh at that. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, that a whiz? <laughs> that is a wisdom saving throw. Um, that's a twelve. <laughs> that just succeeds. Oh, thank uh, God. <laughs> but you do laugh, and uh, number five here, uh, just like grins from ear to ear uh you see number five is uh actually a tiefling um and you see he's kind of like he's got like looks like underwear like hung between his horns um <laughs> all of them are wearing pants and trousers so i don't know where the underwear came from I, you can try to figure it out i don't want to uh and with that uh it is now lawnland's turn you know, I'm good not figuring that out either. So, um, Lonlin assumes everything is hunky-dory and normal, and that these are normal texts of <laughs> some kind. Um, so she's going to cast calm emotions to try and calm the situation a bit. Okay. So everyone's going to need to roll a charisma saving throw of 16. All right. Charisma saving throw. Including us? Uh, I think it's a spear. I, uh, is it choose up to... Like, each humanoid in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range must make a charisma saving throw. I don't really know how big this room is. I'm just going to drop it on all of us. Perfect. Ah. And you all get uh -huh. plus four. Because Paladin. 19. Oh, Pierre got 11. I got a 21, though. Whew. Uh... Okay, uh, number 
four and five, the Nilbogs, who just uh, made those really bad jokes, uh, you watch as they just laugh even more uproariously. You're trying to calm us down? That's insane. <laughs> um, you watch as uh, the one who is vomiting, um, you see like fully kind of just like blinks and says, oh, vomit's not actually all that funny. Uh, and still continuing to vomit. Um, but How much do you have in you? <laughs> uh, and the other two, just kind of the ones that are pinned, uh, just looking around. Huh. Things are more sedate than I thought they were. Still funny, though. A very, kind of like a ride. Yes, I agree. Very wry. Like... Oh, like you would chuckle at something or smile wryly to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Not laughing uproariously. That's <laughs> what decorum is this? I I have no idea who has which accent anymore. Just fully admitting that. I'm just saying voices. <laughs> uh, I imagine that they all just share the same consciousness and just like like <laughs> share their accents. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, you've cast calm emotions, and you watch as three out of the five of them seem to have very much calmed down. Perfect. Um, I can't use a bonus action, so I will end my turn. I, I'm just going to stay where I am. Okay. Perfect. Salem, it is back to you. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Salem looks at this mess, and there's still uh, two of them that aren't calm, yeah? That are, like... Yes, the two that aren't... Yeah, two I, that aren't... That aren't being restrained and that aren't vomiting yeah. are both laughing uproariously still. Right. Uh, Salem is going to approach one of them. Yeah. And uh, is is going to... Oh, God. Uh... It's just gonna give them a good like wind up like circus slap like a <laughs> stage slap to like not actually really hurt them but I just want to hit them with an arm strike perfect uh, can you first make me a DC 12 charisma saving throw I sure can uh, got oh I'm gonna get five perfect uh, do you have advantage against, against charm by any chance I don't think so but all let's right. find out all right no I do not perfect so you go to slap this thing and uh, this person as you do you realize that they're very amazing and uh, you are now charmed by this creature and a charmed creature must use its action praising the uh, lab deck uh, uh, wow you you're quite something oh yeah. go on Go on, please. So that code is just... Wow. Mm-hmm. It's... Your... Your eyes. I... Salem, no time for flirting! Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have any bonus actions that don't require having taken the attack action? Um... Uh, hang on. Um... I, I could... Mm -mm. No. Well, 
No. Yeah, nothing. All right. <laughs> nothing really. Perfect. Yeah, you go to try to slap this thing, and you just suddenly realize you just want to talk them up. Uh, and uh, Wow. Yeah. Andrew, it is your turn. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, uh, Lonlin? <laughs> I know as much as you. I I don't know what's happening. Eustace! Uh, he just kind of like knocks on the, the glass door. You hear tung, 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 and he just waves at you and gives you a thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um... All right, I guess I'm just going to try and I'll get up off of uh, this guy and I'm going to go to one of the other ones that aren't vomiting. I guess he's also good now. Uh, and I'm going to try and do the exact same thing. I'm just going to try and grapple him and put him down. Perfect. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to say uh, with this one, do make me a charisma saving throw. A-okay. Uh, I got a net 20. Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely no problem. Uh, there's four and five, um, or like numbers four and number five. Which one are you going for? Uh, let's go with number five. All right. Make that athletics check. Alrighty. Uh, 15? Is that the one I'm flirting with right now? Uh, Salem, it's up to you. Would you rather be flirting with uh, four or five? Uh, I'm partial to the number five. All right. Perfect. Uh, Andrew, no, no, Andrew did... <laughs> You can't. No, come on, Andrew. <laughs> it's my be nice. turn. It's uh, my turn. Let me take him down. You watch this object of your desire or charm or whatever it is at the moment uh, just gets grabbed by Andrew uh, and just kind of turns around uh, and like holds Andrew's hand uh, in their hands. Uh, pulls Andrew's head head face down. Wait, what? Uh, sorry. Pulls Andrew's head face down. Uh, and gives Andrew a big old kiss on the forehead. Wait, what? And then pushes back and is just limp in your arms. You have successfully grappled this nilbog, but it gave you a kiss. Oh, okay. I was like, I thought it was controlling the grapple. I was like, what? No, no, is it, it that turned, strong? It just turned it around and gave you a kiss. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the second part of my, I guess, attack action and shove him to the ground while I grapple him. Perfect. Uh, this one, I think, will be contested again. Uh, the dirty 20. Jesus, yeah, all right. Uh, you shove him to the ground. Oh, so forward. Oh, please. One at a time. Ah, uh, Lynn, please help. <laughs> I will help on my turn. <laughs> uh, anything else on your turn? Um, I don't have any more bardic inspiration, so no. Okay. Uh, the one, the two that are underneath the, uh, underneath the immovable rod, uh, just make, uh, like, comments. Oh, I could see how, from an outside perspective, this looks a little bit strange. Yes, quite interesting. This is, oh, you know, it's, I, we were kind of behaving quite strangely. Yes, it's good, good that these folks came in. Yes, very good. Oh, I wonder, oh, how are you feeling? Oh, yes, oh, we should make sure we write this down. One of them, like, wriggles around and pulls out, like, a, a scrap of paper and starts making some notes. Um, but their emotions have been calmed, so they're not going to do anything. Uh, Pierre's turn. Um, Pierre is going to uh, slap Salem. <laughs> Wake up! Get out of there! Mick Salem, I'm very sorry. Like I, I, this just 
It doesn't seem like the time. Just... Ow! I'm sorry! I'm so... Mick Salem, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Do I get another save or am I... Uh, it's just until the... It's just, like, until the end of your... That turn. It, oh, okay. You just have to use your action phrase in the, the Nobog. Or oh. the lab tech. Oh, you're right. Yeah, what was I thinking? That lab code is... Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to denigrate your choices. That's totally no, fine. It just doesn't feel like right, right now, it's is just... it? No, you're right. I, I don't know what came over me. That lab coat is... Mauve. I... I... Yes. Mauve. Well, I mean, mauve's not terrible, but... I'm... I mean, it does take a certain panache to pull off mauve, so maybe I, I that's suppose, what it yes, was. A mauve... It was just yeah. like, wow, if they're wearing mauve, they must uh, be like yes. exceptionally charming. I, I get it. I see it. For sure. I, I'm not thankfully in Pierre. <laughs> uh, anything for Pierre's bonus action? Help! All right, perfect. Uh, the other Nilbogs, uh, the one that was vomiting, is just going to try to steal themselves. Uh, they managed to stop vomiting. They don't like the smell anymore, but uh, they but their emotion is also calmed, and they are no longer vomiting. And then the two that are still up, there's one underneath. Andrew, uh, number five. Uh, number five is just going to look at Andrew and say, I'm, I know this must be very confusing for you. Let's make it more so. <laughs> and he's going to cast confusion upon you. Oh, uh, come on, no. Uh, wisdom save, please, Andrew. If you're within 10 feet, that's a plus four. That's oh, actually, yeah. that's pretty good number. Uh, that's 22. Amazing. Uh, yeah, this thing tries to cast confusion on you, uh, and it just bounces off of your brain. Uh, and he looks, like, on the ground, just, Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, and then the other one, number four, the one that is still up, is going to look at, oh, let's look at Lonlin, uh, and say, What do you call a fake noodle I don't know an impasta <laughs> hideous laughter wisdom save please Longland is not going to laugh at that one <laughs> uh, ooh, wisdom uh, 13 you just succeed you find it much funnier than it should be there is this moment where you think like you like have to hold in uh, the urge to laugh but you a you're able to push through that and you do not laugh and you watch as this number four just seems so sad for a moment and then I shouldn't feel sad <laughs> that's ridiculous and just starts laughing uproariously at the fact that he felt sad oh <laughs> uh, and now Lonlin it is your turn there four and five are still. Well, five is underneath is uh, under cricket. <laughs> under Andrew, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> so okay, number five is under Andrew, and number four you said is still standing. Yes. Number okay. four is the one who just told you the really bad joke. Yeah, I didn't like that. I'm going to. Okay, what do I do? Um, I am going to. Look at number four and just say, uh, 
You know, I was never really one for jokes, and I'm going to cast Old Person. Ooh, okay. You're not actually damaging it. So it, uh, what sort of save does it make? It is a wisdom of 16. All right. 12. But that does mean I lose concentration on calm emotions because I forgot both of those are concentration <laughs> spells. You can but absolutely... I said it, so I'm roll... I forgot, so I'm rolling with it. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to say you could retcon that or we could just go with it, whichever you'd prefer. Oh, God. I feel like Lonlin would be smart enough. I'm not smart enough. Lonlin would be smart enough yeah. um, to not do that. All right. Never mind. Perfect. I apologize. Uh, there I... is this brief flash where it like cuts to like a stand-up set. It's like, you know the trouble <laughs> with spells? It's that they're always concentration. <laughs> and then we flash back to reality. I'm going to punch him. <laughs> Straight up in the face. <laughs> uh, Non-lethally punch him. Can you please make a DC 12 charisma saving throw? Um, well, my charisma is plus 12, so unless I roll a nat 1. All right. I did not roll nat 1. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, you go to punch this guy. Uh, there's not, uh, there's almost like no reason for you to not punch this person. Uh, roll that damage. Oh, do I have to roll the hit? Oh, yeah, roll the hit. Sorry. Uh, that's a dirty 20. A dirty 20! You go and... to punch this thing. You watch as it uses its reaction um, to reduce the damage to zero, and it would regain hit points, but it hasn't lost any. Uh, as Perfect. you go to punch it, and it just kind of like absorbs, and you feel like something tap you in the nose. It doesn't deal you any damage, uh, but he just kind of looks at you uh second action <laughs> punch him again <laughs> yeah for sure uh that's 18 plus uh 27 uh so that's six yeah that definitely hits and uh how much damage are you doing it's just six i'm just punching him <laughs> perfect uh perfect number four is still up but uh uh, is definitely looking a little uh, worse for wear. Uh, you feel like that is almost all of their hit points. Uh, and he just kind of says, Ooh, that hurts. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it does very clearly hurt. Like, their, their nose is bleeding. But uh, he's just laughing. They're just laughing. I don't know I'm, which one is which. I've I'm, given I'm up sorry. tracking them. I'm sorry, you're just so annoying. I get that a lot. <laughs> uh, anything else on your train, Mama? Um, uh, what do I got here? Nope, that is it. Okay, cool. Salem, it is up to you. Ugh. Mouth. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna... Look at the one that Lonlin punched and say, Would you like to hear a good joke? Yes. Okay, well, you're going to have to lean in really close. Uh, number four uh, leans in very close, uh, like swollen nose from where he was punched. I, I'd knee him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you please make me a DC 12 charisma saving throw? I sure can. I, ho I hope. We'll Plus find out. Four. <laughs> Come on. 
Come on. You might still have my Bardic Inspiration. Actually, I haven't used it. I've got a dirty 20. Hey. Oh, that's above it. Yeah. yeah, you could absolutely knee this guy in the face. Uh, and he had one hit point left. So no, oh it's definitely God. not lethal. So Roll the attack. Make sure you can actually hit. But it's a 28. Yeah, you hit. No problem at all. <laughs> uh, he collapses to the ground. And the other three, like... Oh, very interesting. Oh, yes, I can see it. Wow, that's quite funny. Uh, that's good. Good, some good comeuppance. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, and that's just one of your attacks. Uh, okay, but I'd like to analyze. Yeah. <laughs> as well. Perfect. Uh, so, they are not resistant to anything. Um, okay. And uh, I would say the the thing you get with your analyzing, analyzing is that they've somehow got a trait called Nilbogism, uh, which is that any creature that attempts to damage the one of them must first succeed on a DC 12 Christmas saving throw or be charmed until the end of the creature's next turn. Uh, like the person who's damaging them. Oh, and they until drink? the end of the creature's next turn. What? Oh, oh, oh okay. well, I missed that. That's okay. Uh, a creature charmed in this way must use its action praise in the Nilbog. Uh, and then also the Nilbog can't regain hit points except through its reversal of fortune feature, which is uh, the reaction that sure. I did earlier. Yeah. <sighs> so technically you would still, trick. you're just coming out of the effects of Mauve. Yes. Yeah. Salem, Salem is just side-eyeing that, that lab tech in the Mauve lab coat. Uh, just, just, just... Hello! <laughs> I'm so pretty I'm... and charming and handsome. Oh, Later, uh, and <laughs> I'm I'm going to run over towards the ones that Lonlin calmed and try and tie them up. Okay, perfect. Uh, there are two that are being held by an immovable rod, and there's one that is uh, that was vomiting. I think you could probably tie up the one that is that was vomiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Awesome. And just hold my nose. That's me. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Okay. Um. So I guess we're just knocking them out then. Out of the park, you mean? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna like toss my good longsword up in the air and just grip uh, grip it by the um by the blade and just slam his head with the pommel or the the hilt. Okay, uh, make not me lethally. a DC twelve Christmas saving throw, please. Uh, alrighty. I'm pretty sure I can I can make that safely. Yeah, 14. You are a bard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, I guess I'll attack. All right. This is Salem. You're the one that was charming you. Move underneath uh, Cricket's feet. Uh, Cricket, you have advantage. Andrew, you have advantage. I do have advantage. Because it is prone. It doesn't matter. I still get a 19. All right. You still hit. Uh, do I still use the D8, or should I use, like, a D6 or D4? Uh, I think D6, because it's a club, I guess. Okay. Um, but it is going to use its reaction to negate it. Uh, just as you, like, slam the thing onto it, uh, it just blinks at you, and, uh, you feel something impact your forehead. It doesn't do any damage to you, uh, but you feel your head get rocked back by something pushing it to you, and it just looks at you, winks, and then blows you a kiss from the ground. Oh, I don't like this. One more time. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a 22. That'll hit. Okay. So this is going to be 10 damage. Bludgeoning. 
amazing. And with 10 damage uh, and the others unconscious or rather calmed emotions, uh, you guys are able to incapacitate these folks to the point where we end combat. Uh, right. Yes, number five is unconscious. Uh, I think just before they fall unconscious, sends one last wink up at Cricket. Oh, at God. Andrew, uh, and then collapses to the ground. And you guys all, you managed to uh, subdue all five of these lab techs. I have so many questions. <laughs> uh, Eustace comes in and says, um, so, wow, I got to see you guys, like, really in action. That was amazing. Uh, turns to Cricket, or to Andrew, I'm so sorry. It's I... okay. It's it's one of those things where, uh, uh, like, he still goes by Cricket. It's just more of, like, he's trying to become more of a professional person. Mm. So he's trying to avoid the alias and let people use his uh, his real name now. Nice. God, like that was all of you. That was truly spectacular. But you were like Andrew, like really inspiring. I, um, I mean, it's kind of what I do. I inspire people. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um. Anyway, we thank thank you all very much for um for doing this awesome work and helping us. Uh, you can see how this um, could be very uh, useful if we could, I guess, get it under control a little bit more. <laughs> who um, regulates this facility? Like, who who is in charge of safety here? Oh, uh, yours truly. <laughs> wait, do you have complaints? It's not mine. It's not. I'm. Wait, huh? Hmm? You do realize I, I am going to have to report this to MacGuffin, like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we've already got three people writing down everything that's been said and that it happened. We're nothing if not thorough here. Wait, someone's writing down everything we say right now? Salem Justice of the Lab Techs. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even with their hands bound, they're just like writing things uh, down. And yeah, Usus nods. Exactly. We, uh, I mean... We record everything, so but of your report is of course going to have to be submitted to MacGuffins. We're like we would expect nothing else, and then we get to peruse it and see if there are any like things that you missed that we could use for future developments. But it's unlikely because everything happened here. So, not it. <laughs> not it. Damn it! <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Not it, Lizette. Pierre will oh. cough his like clear his throat. <clears throat> uh, Miss Lonlin, I I if you would prefer not to have to write the report, I've been I'm very perceptive and I've got a very good memory. I could write it for you. It's not that I don't want to, it's just I'm not good with words. I'm not good with writing. Pish posh! London, you're very charming. Charming is different from writing, though. But if you would, if you would, I would greatly appreciate it. I will buy you another Danish if you could. If you buy me another, I will do your reports for a week. Like, <laughs> wait, that's all it takes. 
No, no, no. I've already laid dibs on this. I'm very inexpensive. You bought me. You you hired me for a, a gold a week initially. If you will remember, I am. I just basically I'm in it for the fun, and anything I can do to be useful to the team. If I can like, if I can contribute in a useful way, then I feel like me being part of the faded five, the new faded five, is like warranted. And also, it you know if there's like a transactional thing, people feel less obligate obligation about that, feel less awkward. So I'm. Yes, uh, one Danish, which was phenomenal, by the way. Uh, I will do your reports for a week. It is how I got through school as well. I make a note of this. <laughs> hire, hire Pierre to make a note of this. <laughs> I don't have any, any Danishes to offer him. Do you accept future Danishes? Like like um, loans? Oh. How do you charge interest on a Danish? Is it like a quarter Danish... For every day after that time, it's not paid, or, 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 hmm. I, I mean, I could just give you like a timbit or donut hole or whatever they call them here. Pulls out his checklist. I've never had one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that works. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> uh, anyway, Usus uh, debriefs you on the Ring of Winter. Uh, figures out, like, gets your first-hand report on it. Takes notes. Um, and then as you all are leaving, uh, at the end of this says, I, I'm just once again in awe that I got to meet four of the new faded five. Oh man, you are just as impressive as, as your reports make you seem. Uh, and you see, he kind of like, again, brushes his sweaty palms down his front. And then, um, Andrew, yeah, I, in all of my reporting, don't really know very much. Up, um, I can't ascertain if this will be the thing that you would like to hear, but would you like to? Go out for a coffee with me, and then runs away. <laughs> what? I'm just gonna roll a quick perception check, real fast. <laughs> I got 19. You definitely hear him ask if if you would like to go out for a coffee. Yeah, before we uh, before we start working, that'd be great. I'd love to have a coffee with you, <laughs> uh, Master Andrew. Yeah. Just. He may be meaning something slightly more, um, more than just collegiate uh, coffee. If <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are going to end today's session of the Day Twenty Podcast. Oh. Tune in next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. What ridiculous adventures will our heroes get up to next time? Where will they go next? And what's actually, you know, going on with the main plot? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, 
You can contact us via email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com, all spelled out. We'd love to hear from you. And if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to the website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Stusick. My players this week were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, and Toby McGowan. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels. Goliath body percussion. Oh, that's what yeah, they're, that, oh. they're in town. They're in town. That's why you keep hearing them. Yeah. It's, instead of the birds and the bees, it's the Goliath. Uh... <laughs> Goliath body percussion group. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, they're just here practicing for their show. Oh my God. <laughs>